0: All right, uh, I th- I think we're good. I think I think we're ready. We're all working. Is on. everybody
1: ready? Everybody got a coffee. It's summer. I don't know why I did. Summer's this. a good time to There's be out in the sun, playing a baseball game on your tablet. I think, or or handheld. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right. See what I did there? Not actually outside playing baseball. Yeah, you're just playing outside, outside on your tablet. Yeah. Or no, no, your handheld. Hand hand you oh, handheld. Hand hand. hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That would be the way to do it. Uh, all
0: right. Uh, I think I'm ready. If
1: you're ready, Gordon, I'm I'm ready. Wait, you gotta oh, got to meet your phone. Anyway, oh, I gotta. God dang, I gotta you're, not, my, you're not you're yeah. not ready. You got to meet your phone. I really have to change my thing <laughs> so it makes that sound. <laughs> <laughs> you should. And they're like, "Oh man, you're an iPhone user." Yeah. And you're like, "Ha, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha,
0: gotcha. tricked you, gotcha." All right, cool. Let's do it. Ready? Yep.
1: In this episode, of fool nerd, Intel tells Rocco to leave the i, take the Ultra. AMD's what? first what? No, does it make any sense? No, you don't know. I have no idea. Oh, come on, <laughs> Rocco's Modern take, Life. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Mm, I need the cannoli right now. In this episode of the Full Nerd, Intel tells Rocco to leave the eye, take the ultra, and AMD's first Ryzen AI CPU. Come on, <laughs> you have to take the gun references. or take the cannoli. Leave the gun. <laughs> oh. Welcome to episode two sixty two of the Full Nerd. I'm your host Gordon I'm with Elena Yi on the screen to my right. Hello, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray is somebody who has never watched The Godfather one hundred and fifty times.
0: Uh, not one hundred and fifty times. I did watch it again recently, but I don't remember take a gun or a cannoli line. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's after Ooh. they had to, they had to get rid of Pauly. Remember? I I remember Pauly. Yeah, but no, I don't. I don't remember that line. I'm I'm sorry just I'm a, I'm a horrible godfather fan i guess well
2: here's the thing not all of us put movies uh strip the audio from movies and listen to them like podcasts continuously like orton does that's so,
1: how you that's sure. how you remember every single thing about them but that's exactly what intel did to the eye though it's just like paulie they got rid of the eye so core i7 by the way breaking news not oh breaking, breaking. The, oh all uh, right okay, just right, news okay, yep just news intel is dumping the i or getting rid of it officially officially getting rid of the i and core so example is core i9 no longer will be called that after meteor lake launches it would be called core 9 uh they will of course stick with the tiering you you're familiar with after what 12 or 13 years so you will get core 3 core 5 core 7 core 9 Uh, no more core i3 i5 i7 i9 and of course they're also adding ultra so you will get a core ultra 9 as an option if you get a higher better cpu you will get a ultra 7 ultra 5 Um, and so there's non-ultras and there's ultra parts the other big news that nobody's talked about that i actually think is more significant for most of the people that are you know civilians that are not following all the all the all the model numbers all day? Is they are going to de-emphasize the generational talk? So we have gone from you know seventh gen, eighth gen, ninth gen, tenth gen, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Well, thirteen uh, going forward after the launch of Meteor Lake, they will no longer emphasize generations. So.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm I'm showing the slide right here. It says, shift away from using generations, in quotes, in front of Intel Core brands. Right. Does that mean they're going to completely get rid of it and not not talk about it at all? Or they're just going to de-emphasize, like, oh, you know what, we'll, we'll call it 14th gen, but we're, I mean, it's kind of like uh, code names, right? Like Raptor Lake, They it's de-emphasized. They don't put Raptor Lake anywhere right. in the marketing materials, so maybe it'll go that same way, where it's 14th gen is discussed is just not on the box? Uh, It
1: might be discussed when they're talking to the press or when they're briefing people, um, but they're just not going to simply call it out the way they clearly did when 12th gen, you know, 12th gen, Hmm. core i9, 12900K. That's just not going to be exposed. Like, that's actually on the badges. If you look on a lot of laptops, uh, you look at a lot of desktops, it'll actually say the generation's on there. Mm -hmm. And I actually look back to see when they first introduced it that I know of um looking at the reviews for Ivy Bridge, and also having covered that CPU, I don't remember them calling it 3rd gen as a big deal. Uh, when Haswell showed up, they started calling it 4th gen. So from Haswell, we went to 5th gen, 6th gen, blah, 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 blah. And then now they're just going to kind of get rid of it. And I'm not re- really sure why they're going to de-emphasize it. It will still be in the model number. So if there is a, if there is a generational uh, application to the CPU, it'll still be in there. So it
0: it'll it'll be like a a a 14 uh you know 14 850 hk or whatever you know so it, the 14 will signify the the generation right
1: sort of but you know see so the interesting thing is all of the talks of Meteor Lake which we have all been calling 14 gen I don't think it will actually come out as 14 gen because it looks like you know we've seen leaks on Meteor Lake that have come out on you know benchmarks and it's like a it's like a ten it's like a four four digit number and it looks like it's like a one thousand so they're going back to one thousand again almost huh but on mm. on laptops specifically well it will be laptops first I imagine yeah. so I mean we don't know the all the rumors are that there will not be Meteor Lake on desktops right now so probably and which makes sense because it does look like it's a part optimized for laptops you'll probably see you know Core Ultra. 7, and then say, like, I think, what was the leak? Like 1035, something like that, 1035U yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever the heck it is. Uh So that's probably what you're going to see on a laptop. On a desktop, though, I think all the indicators are that we're going to see Raptor Lake refresh. It may actually be called 14th Gen. I uh, did a video with this with uh, Wendell from Level 1 Text. And actually, now I'm thinking about it. Probably Raptor Lake refresh which is what everybody's expecting, just basically... Higher clock Raptor Lake, possibly more efficient because they fixed some things that didn't work in the the original Raptor Lake. That'll probably be, it. It probably will still be 14 Gen, and I think it'll entirely. It'll probably be Intel 14 Gen Core i9 14900K. No, no, no i. You just said the i. No, it'll have an i. I think. Uh- I wait what? wait you think I'm the, confused now. Yeah, you, you think this
0: new branding is not going to apply to desktop
1: i think it'll because they're what they are officially saying on the record is that after meteor lake launch it's gone so i think meteor lake will probably launch after raptor lake if it comes out before then then i guess all things are off but huh if if we see raptor lake refresh aka 14th gen drop beforehand they could still in keeping with this branding keep the core i9 14900 k Oh. and then when you get to meteor lake when you really get the new new stuff that's when they could sort of they could that's when they could you know drop the eye that'd be weird it would be oh, weird but goodness. i mean i mean it's always it's always like that though because i mean especially when you have intel that has such a huge slice of the pie they have a lot of parts that they ship into different areas or segments as as people like to call it and that means they they oftentimes have a lot of overlap where, remember where there was a while where we had Comet Lake U and we had Ice Lake. So we had 10th gen, we had 10th gen laptop CPUs that were new 10 nanometer as well as old 14 nanometer. Mm -hmm. Comet Lake U had uh, six cores. Ice Lake had four cores. Mm -hmm. They were really very, they were completely different chips, but they were both 10th gen. So yeah, And you had You had five digits on Comet Lake, you, and you had four digits on Ice Lake. And then we sort of, you know, they sort of had this thing where, you know, things just don't line up perfectly. So there'll be, there'll probably be a mix up. So if Raptor Lake refresh comes out and it comes out as 14-gen Core i 9 14900 k and then say a month later we get Meteor Lake, then they're just going to overlap for a while. Then next year, hopefully, you know, they, they sort of line things up to make it a little more easier to understand. <laughs> the funny thing is Intel has said that, and I'm just kind of guessing that Raptor Lake refresh will be 14 gen. Intel has said like, they're dropping the, that's this is their public messaging. So really, I don't know what the hell's behind it. The reason they're dropping the I and also de-emphasizing the generational thing is they want to make things easier for people to understand in response to people that have
2: said, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mean, after after the five minutes you have just taken <laughs> to explain some of this, I don't see how this move is not guaranteeing more job security for tech journalists.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I I think it's it's always you know anytime you have a change, it's hard for people to understand. Their well, public message is. This is what people have told us they want us to do. Make do, it easier to understand.
0: Do, do you remember? Did didn't they? Didn't AMD say that too when when they released the decoder wheel thing? Wasn't that the thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder if they're also looking at that and being like, "Oh man, you know what? All bets are
1: off. Let's just go for it." Well, I think it's it's uh, who, who knows. I mean, it's classic where you you do you do. I mean, they obviously have talked to people to see how they would react to it most people are like oh we're okay with it uh, can i have the free lunch for my you know you go in to do the <laughs> you go in to do the thing with a mirror yeah sounds good to me um where's my free lunch right uh, okay yeah. you'll, you'll say anything just to get that free lunch in the in those what the hell are they called the um I don't remember, my brain is still not the Focus away. groups The focus groups yeah. yeah I've actually done focus groups we did it for oh really uh, my previous employer and we were all in that <laughs> other room and we were all doing the exact same thing that everybody does You're like, you're screaming at them through the, the, and it's it's soundproof glass because then you can't hear people. They can't hear you insulting them. Like, (laughs) how stupid are you? Like, you know, you were doing the focus group
0: or you were in a focus group and people were yelling at you? No, no, they
1: were. So we had the focus group where you you basically get the people that come in for the free lunch or Uh free meal. Uh, okay and then you're in the so you weren't
0: there getting the free lunch.
1: No, we weren't. No, they didn't no. give us anything. And then we're <laughs> on the other side of the glass like uh, we were trying to understand what people the focus group was saying. And then of course it, it is a soundproof room because you you, you were you're screaming at them like everybody. Like I'm sure somebody intels like what this makes no sense. You you want us to what? Um so I'm sure they did focus groups oftentimes you use that to sort of you know as we know you do a focus group you make recommendations. You have the report. You have the you have the data. You show it to your boss, and then your boss decides what they want to do, right? So that's <laughs> yeah. that's the way it works.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll say real quick because it, it feels like this is there's a couple different things going on. The first one, and I think the easiest one, is like dropping the eye off of everything. I don't care. Does, any, yeah, I don't, does anybody care here is anybody
1: like some people are really like they're really married to that eye like they're kicking and screaming but it's just simply changed like no I mean, don't w- take my blankie no like, whatever I, like
2: hold up one question what does the eye even stand for anymore i don't like, know like, like <laughs> i feel like they must have started it because it stood for something and at this point it's just gotten lost
0: i i always felt like it was like because it's, it's a lowercase i right like yeah. i always thought it was like iphone ipad you know iMac, like a like an apple thing like it was just the cool trend of the time to put like a lowercase yeah. i in front of everything i think it predated the iphone oh really
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. so well I'm but i mean there,
0: there were things before the iphone that had the small i the ipod
1: yeah i mean it was probably iMac. a reminder of intel like one more way to get like core i5 core i7 in there to remind you it's intel right no. Oh. Uh, uh
0: uh Dr. Ian Cutris Tech Tech Potato is in the chat. Hello. Uh says it's no longer about I, it's all about you. Ultra. <laughs> ultra. Yeah. But ultra. I mean, but back back to the I thing though, like yeah. I I mean, do you think that's going to cause any confusion? Do you think if they just drop the I from, you know, certain stuff like anybody would be like, "Oh man, I don't know what no. to do." No, right. not at all. But- I think people I think so see either. Intel,
1: they see Core, they see uh, i can afford seven i can't afford nine but i i'm definitely too good for five right so i want the seven that's that's the way i think that's how people are conditioned to think on so their computers and then
0: the the next step is the the uh the generational thing i mean i i think i think like like you said they can it can be sticky right i mean we've had technically you know the different parts in the same generation it's like okay well you're just gonna lump it all up and and call it whatever generation. But at, at the end of the day, did, did that, does that even matter? Like it, it's all about the performance, right? Who cares what generation it is? No, like, or what do you think?
1: So I, I think when you're, when you're again, when, when you're the size of Intel and you sell the huge amount of CPUs that you do to the entire world, they're not, they're not watching two hour podcasts and, you know, and compiling charts for Reddit to understand it. <laughs> they really are, um, they go like oh i i have a 6th gen laptop right oh that sounds pretty old they're up to 13th gen i got to buy you know and that i think for most average people they say like oh damn 6th gen that's like a way of saying you got you got a 2016 computer mm-hmm. now there's a 2023 and yeah. it's an easy way for a consumer to go my crap is old right so that's to me it's more significant because for the average consumer it was really easy to go You know, it's like, eh. and it's really easy. We all did it, right? You got like a, you got like a fourth gen laptop here. It's like Caswell. It's okay, but clearly a 13th gen or something brand new is gonna kick its ass. Gonna be so much better. Yeah. So it was an easy way to do it. And the thing that kind of gets me is like, why? If you go away from that, it kind of sort of implies that maybe we're slowing down a little bit, or maybe it's just gonna be messier down the road because again, this like that a whole ultra and non-ultra
2: as you mm-hmm. as they
1: start to tile on different uh different chips in different IP into the CPU they they probably just can't say you can't go by something as dumb as the year or generation you have to have these different you know gradations like more ai performance more graphics performance <clears throat> more this performance right so
0: but yeah i i guess i mean cuz once again we saw this at amd when they were like hey yeah. you know what you could have you could have <laughs> Uh, Ryzen 7000 part that was still Zen 2 based or, right. or, or, you know, Zen 3 based or, you know, like so it's like it, it still is Ryzen 7000, even though it's it's different products. So this is kind of Intel doing the same thing. Right.
1: Uh. I don't I don't know if it's quite the same. I mean, a- AMD was attempting to find a way to make the numbers make some sense to people and it, it really confused even people who follow the numbers. And I also think part of AMD's thought process is like we're going to have to sell second gen Ryzen's alongside, you know, the newest stuff. Yeah. So we have to have the same, we have to have a uniform model model nomenclature to stick with going forward because I think most consumers like, um, reliability, like things that don't change. Like if it just clicks up one click, you know, it's instead of like, things are now totally different. They name it something. Yeah. I think that confuses people and makes them, well, but it, like it was that same sometimes. thing of like, hey, if
0: you had a Zen 2 part and it was Ryzen 6,000, you know, like if you have a Ryzen 7,000 and a Ryzen 6,000, even though maybe the Ryzen 6,000 part was better than the Ryzen 7,000 part, most people would be like, oh, it's Ryzen 7,000. I want that one. So I, like, I feel like that was part of it too, right?
1: Yeah, that's part of it. But also, you know, when you're... Most brands are trying to establish messaging to the broad part of the market and if people... They need to understand... You know, they you, they can't always, you can't walk everybody into, I have to have the newest and fastest thing out there because that's not how people buy things. They go like, oh, if this is a Ryzen, you know, 6,000, but it's it's a 6,040, I know it's not as good as the Ryzen 6,090. Mm-hmm. And the Ryzen 6,090 is like basically the, the newer, like a Zen 3 core and this is a Zen, Zen 2 core. And the AMD would justify the fact that well they're both six thousand parts because instead of an older number because we've actually increased the clock speeds on this. So well,
0: no, I thought the I thought the the first digit was tied to the year.
1: Yeah, they did they did try to I I'd have to get out the decoder ring. We, we have the decoder went, ring right back there. Uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that, I'm gonna go get it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. While you're doing that, I was, <laughs> I was just going to say that just listening to us discuss this again, uh, and I've seen some chatter in in the chat right now about how, like, you know, those of us on the stream and listening to the stream are more aware of these kinds of things. But the mm-hmm. fact that we're even having this conversation, where we're like, "Wait a second, we need to get the decoder ring," like, can you, like the, I think the relevance of this conversation is that a lot of us are informal tech support for friends and family and even sometimes random strangers where they're like, what do you do? Oh, I have this question for you. (laughs) Um, Like how hard it is for most people to get on board with this. Like even people who used to be super into building their own PCs or was, you know, at one point informal tech support for their family, like who have been busy with other things. Like if you don't keep up with this, it takes a little bit to get up to speed because it's getting so complicated. Yeah. Because like once you know the system, okay, like, yeah, it's clear. But not knowing the system, you're just like, wait, what? Wait, why is why is this one got this number, but also this ending string of numbers and this one has this, like the amount of questions I've had to answer in regards to that is a little ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm showing you on the stream the decoder wheel that they introduced at the original Ryzen launch uh for the Zen the, the 7000 parts. Yeah. <clears throat> the desktop. Desktop parts. And this was actually applied only to mobile, so not to desktops for this decoder ring, <clears throat> which is where you're gonna have a lot more um overlap of parts. And the first one was so I just made up a Ryzen seven, which is a twenty twenty three CPU. Ryzen not, and then nine for Ryzen nine.
0: So s- seven means the, the so the, there's is four digits. The first digit signifies the year. Right. So year, Ryzen seven, and then Ryzen Second level digit is the level. Yeah. So f- three five nine. Uh, seven, well, nine. actually,
1: yeah. there was no? three four five <laughs> six seven no. eight nine, ooh, ooh. and then the third digit was the uh, microarchitecture. So there was Zen three plus Zen four, and then five would indicate higher segment. And then HX for the wattage. There's E for low wattage. There was C for Chromebook. <laughs> U for you know ultra low wattage, and then HS for you know little less than wattage. So it is. It is again. This is really tough for any company, not not just <clears throat> not just AMD, but Intel as well, because you know here they're basically shaving off that I and adding an ultra, and people are still up in arms about it. So
0: I mean, once again, I like the I. I don't. You know, whatever you know, but I think it's more like, hey, without generations, if they're going to de-emphasize a generation, you know, how can you keep track? But who knows? Because maybe different processes in a generation is going to continue to take place. But then, yeah, so that third part is the the whole ultra versus non-ultra naming, right. which they haven't said specifically what that means, right? Like what an ultra for an ultra is going to signify. Yeah, they haven't. Is that is it the
2: AI? They, is it they, graphics? They haven't said specifically, but I think one of the articles I read, I think from The Verge actually, said that Intel had Intel had hinted that it could be related to like the level of graphics. So you could see like arc level graphics in uh, something with the ultra designation. I feel like it. I feel like they're going to have to be very clear what that branding stands for. Otherwise that's just going to make it even more complicated to figure out what the naming system means.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, especially because they're going to have the VPUs and I don't know how much of the VPU performance, which God knows what the heck the VPU even stands for, but it's the AI performance of it. I, I think that's probably going to matter too to people. So I don't know. It's, you know, it's confusing, but it's not that bad. And you know, again, I I think people are pulling their hair out. I, I think, you know, we've gone through this over and over and over again. It doesn't matter because this is not for nerds that are compiling massive lists on a, on a form somewhere to to so that you can discuss it with other nerds. This is for the <laughs> average person, yeah. And that that's what they're trying to communicate to. So, well, but I think so. The the question is for the
0: average person: how how much more confusing does this make, and how much? Intentionally, is I think that's so. We we got a super chat from Chaos the Bomb. Thank you so much. That gave us a twelve, no, eleven Canadian dollars. Oh, I like it. it says cheers from Calgary. Hello. Uh how, how? With how often Intel changes sockets? Wouldn't de-emphasizing the gen confuse customers more and cause more headaches around buying motherboards? So I, I mean, I guess that's for the the desktop side, obviously. But I mean, I think the there's other questions about. Are they trying to actively confuse people to try to to steal their money from them? Like, you know, what 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 is your thoughts? on Why this? does
1: everybody always say that? I, I I I mean I I I don't think so. I it's don't, true. It, you know, it, it can happen. Com- I, companies have done it. I I guess it's it just seems like you know the whole like actively trying to confuse people. I do I do I will say, <laughs> and again I think I brought this up last time, but I'm bringing it up again when they originally introduced because. For the people who are freaking out and think this is too too big of a change, originally it was just Core, very very limited amount of uh, chips for Core, which is a laptop part. And then the Core 2 for desktops, it was Core 2, I don't know, what the heck, 68, what was the it, was it original Conroe? I don't remember what the number was, 6800-something. Um, there was no Core i3, Core i5, Core i7. That came along with Nehalem. And at the time when they introduced it, because everybody was familiar with the model numbers, which in itself was controversial because originally it was Pentium 4, 2 gigahertz, Pentium 4, 2.5 gigahertz. Hmm. And then it turned into Pentium D, whatever model number, 506T or whatever the hell it is, these random model numbers. They came up with Core i3, Core i5, Core i7. They explained it to us like, look, it just easily communicates to people, entry level, i3 you know mid-range and then high-end and and everybody was like well this seems really bizarre it doesn't make any sense but again every time people are going to complain about it especially you know media analysts (laughs) it doesn't matter because it's what you will get used to because we went from core to core 2 to to core i7 and not a no no not a bump in the road the average person just goes out and they buy their computer and they go like I see Intel I see core. I am a seven person. I'm not poor so I'm not buying a 3 and I'm not rich so I'm not buying a 7. That's I think or a 9. You know I think that's really what they think people understand as far as generational thing. It kind of speaks to how it doesn't matter that much for desktop. Most people who are buying desktops are already enthusiasts at this point or or gamers. And I do Those I do understand, huh? Yeah.
2: Or they're buying
1: pre-built. Or they're buying pre-built. So I do, but I do understand like, could you really go out and buy a motherboard and say, "In it, would it work? Did it always work? If it, could it say works with 13th gen? I don't really, like it almost feels like you're going to have to go with this new naming scheme and say we get a, so post Raptor like refresh, you probably just have to match up some other marker. I don't, I guess you'll have to look at the actual CPU number. So say if the next, Next, next gen of CPU has a like Core Nine, and then you know one zero nine zero. Oh. Then you just go. You it works with you know one thousand series processors. So you would look at probably the model number, right?
2: Yeah, I was going so to say that the model number being present or not present, I think, is really going to make or break the system for normies, right? Or at least normies that care enough to dig into some of the specs to understand it right? So that's already a subset of the population because uh, as you were saying, Gordon, I think you're right. There's a lot of people who are going to look at the price of the item first. So usually a laptop, right? Because yeah. most of most of these days, I'm sorry, these days, most people are just buying laptops as opposed to desktops. So they're going to say, I have $500 for a laptop. And then from there, they're going to say, okay, like of all these models, which one's the best for my money, right? Like, oh, this one has a, a three in the number and my friend says that that's not as good as something with a seven and then they'll buy based off of that but for the people who do care I think if that if that product number is there then that'll make it a lot clearer what generation you're getting you know or how new it is rather and then if you're a desktop buyer whenever that goes into effect then it'll also cue you to, to make sure that the motherboard you're buying is compatible with it yeah I mean You
1: know, you almost kind of have to be that way anyway today, but you have to, you just can't pay attention to the generation. It'll just be the model number. It'll be 1000 series if they're going to really de-emphasize it, like not call it 13th gen, right? Yeah.
2: Well, even if they de-emphasize it, it doesn't stop those in the press from still making it clear to people the context of what their purchase is, right? So people are still probably going to look up like, what does it mean that, you know, this part number and what what is this like, I'm gonna look at the review or at least a news a, a story about it. And in that context, then it's still our job as, you know, people who report on technology to say like, this is the 15th generation of, you know, Intel's core processors. They don't use that naming anymore. But you know, this is what preceded it. And this is what we anticipate coming after it.
1: Yeah, it it will be a little messy because it's I to me the the biggest thing is losing the generation thing because it it definitely was easy to understand for most most uh, normal people.
0: I mean, and and I th- I think it was way better than trying to remember, like the the pro like the 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 process type. Like you know, I I I always had a hard time remembering Raptor Lake, Coffee Lake, uh, you know, all the all that stuff. I always was just like, you know, I'm just gonna focus on the the generational number. Yeah, the codenames yeah. are yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it can fall in line with, frankly, what I think most people do with AMD. You know, because you go 7,000 CPU, 6,000, or 5,000 CPU, you know the difference, right? So 7,000 series. Yeah. I don't think people generally would call Ryzen, you know, 7th gen, right? They go by the model number.
0: I mean, it's it's another way of saying 7,000. You say, yeah, no nobody would call it 7th gen, but I mean, Ryzen 7,000 is essentially saying it's a, a, a generation of, of CPUs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, I mean it, it works fine there so you don't really yeah, have yeah, I yeah. think it I think that's probably what will work out too on on desktop when you're worrying about buying a motherboard for Intel 1000 yeah. CPU 1000 series or 2000 yeah. series or whatever it's mm. going to work out to be.
0: Uh Dr. Ian Cutris uh says he thinks unconfirmed uh ultra is going to mean fully featured as in memory VPU PCIe etc.
1: Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I I <laughs> unconfirmed <laughs> No, I mean it makes sense, right? Because I I don't know how much they're gonna get crazy with tiling, but they to me, what's interesting is going forward they can really put what they want on these these chips. So maybe maybe like ultra is the first kind of like word. Maybe they somebody was joking on Reddit. Well, actually they were crap talking, but it could be mega, right? It can be like you could like change you can because you do you do have different things you can play with with the CPUs, depending on what what sells or what customers want. So you know, I, it's going to be a brave new world as we get there because as as they can mix and match everything. So,
2: ah. yeah. I mean, in some ways I, I get it. Another, another is it's uh if you're used to the system, it's probably in some ways more of a dif- more difficult adjustment. Uh,
0: yeah. Also, uh, did they mention anything yet about uh, signifiers at the end, like K's and F's and, uh, uh, not uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff because some people in the chat are saying like yeah that's that's not very intuitive and how are they going to simplify that
2: i think they're keeping it so um i think again it was the verge who reported uh they had spoken with one of the uh intel spokespeople and they said the spokesperson said that those signifiers are going to remain
1: yeah so i mean that's where they, they can find it well, i mean well i can see i can't see k going away because k has been a big seller for them The every, every time you talk to intel they also say like yeah k's been a tremendous success and we sell way more k cpus than we ever expected to so
2: so the quote that's in the article says folks who look for HXK will continue Uh, dot, 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 will continue to go drive products for those segments, which is not a confirmation that they're going to keep the naming per se. But right above that uh, quote in the article uh, are some like sample names Mm. that Intel provided to The Verge to Mm. illustrate how the new naming scheme would work. And those uh, samples have like H and K and U on them. So it seems like they might keep that for at least the foreseeable future. So that'll still be there.
1: Hmm. Okay. No, that makes sense. Although, so, you like, like is weird. You get into those weird ones, like T.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I I do wonder then. You know, because there's there's the core, and then the core ultra, are the are the ultras the only ones that are going to have K options, or you know, like I, I just I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah. Unlock part. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess more to come, right? I mean, this was just kind of the, f- the first wave of, Hey, here's the official information, but nothing,
1: I mean, but there's more to be, yeah, more to be figured out. I mean, clearly when they, they roll out the first ones is when they're going to make their splash. So, but you know, again, in, it's not a big deal. The eye is gone. The generation thing, you'll just have to look at the actual number of the CPU and then it is entirely possible that a Raptor Lake refresh comes out ahead of meteor Lake, it could still be a I 1400 hundred K. I could see that happening mm-hmm. because honestly it uh it it sort of continues on and it would make more sense because it is closer to existing parts and something mm. forward looking. So
0: And also I mean even though it's confusing for us because we are paying attention to both worlds, there's a lot of people who just buy laptops that they don't care about the desktop part and vice versa. So yeah like yeah. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Uh well, you know what S- sometimes I feel like I just need an AI to tell me how to read all these things. Uh does does AMD have that in their their Ryzen AI processor? They do. Or... In
1: fact, uh AMD is is very proud of, of of counting today by the way, the embargo is lifted on the actual performance numbers on the uh the Phoenix CPU and this laptop, this Razer Blade and others. And and others uh, Ryzen 9, this one has a Ryzen nine seventy nine. I better look at my chart. Oh, you get get your decoder wheel. I gotta get my decoder wheel. Uh, seventy nine forty HS. So it's Ryzen seven thousand
0: nine, meaning the power. Four right. forty means it's right. Zen I'm four. I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna yeah. make one of these babies. Yeah, use
1: the decoder ring on on the the laptop. We're gonna talk about. Did it? Did they follow? Did they actually follow the decoder ring, or did they just say no? This is just. stupid? I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> hope they didn't throw it out the window. So. All right, Gordon's getting out his Dakota ring. So it has a Ryzen 7940HS, which is seven for 2023, nine for Ryzen 9, correct? Four for Zen 4, zero for lower segment, although I don't really see this being lower segment, but, and then HS 35 watt TDP part. Is this 35 watt? Yeah, because it's a a lower So
0: wait, what does the lower segment versus higher segment mean then? (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's uh,
0: <sighs> all right. We need a decoder ring for the decoder ring.
1: I guess there it, it were a five because the only options on this wheel the zero, on that fourth digit, and five. So if this were a seven, seven, nine, forty five HS, then it would probably be just a higher clock one, huh? Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually <laughs> followed it. That's a good thing, though. They actually followed it, yeah. Oh, wait, did they follow that on the let's so, actually on this chart? Is my um is my results for the also the AMD Ryzen nine seventy nine forty five HX. Let's make one of those too. Oh, okay. That actually works. So seventy-nine forty. <laughs> Gordon, you excited. need to
2: flip this around so like we can all see like what you're doing. I don't think you
1: can.
0: It's kind no. of small. That's hard.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: So but so seventy nine that one actually has a Ryzen nine, seventy-nine forty-five. Let's make one of those.
2: This reminds me of uh, like displays back in the ancient dark ages where we all had to go to stores to buy things <laughs> uh, or you had to call like call something like call some hotline for mail order. And like, you know, the displays, they'd have like different interactive kind of things like that would be perfect for a kid to like mess with as their parents were shopping. Yeah.
1: Oh, Oh. yeah. The. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Did you call people, though, or
2: I didn't. my mom did
1: did it did the clerk eyeball you to make sure you weren't breaking something as a kid because that's like oh that happened to
2: me like I remember I have a very I actually have a memory of like being four years old and like touching a shoe in Macy's and having the salesperson like yell at me and I just like burst into tears because like the dude was like gigantic to my four-year-old self and I was just like oh my god I'm going to die
1: did did he feel bad
2: no, he was he yelled at my mom when she came up. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, why are you yelling wondering. at my child? He's like, Your kid can't be touching stuff. She's like, I'm not buying anything then, so we left.
1: Yeah. Oh, all right were your hands exceptionally grubby? Because something about no. kids, like they got that How Spider-Man you- hands, like they could like grab onto something and ch- <laughs> you could just like on the wall. Kids
0: have Spider-Man hands?
1: No, really, because kids got just the grubbiest hands in the world. Let me tell you this. I, mean, I haven't had true. little ch- children in a long time, but you would just like, <laughs> they could like, they could palm a basketball just with the stuff on their hands. Like <laughs> Anyway, I did make a 7945 HX. So oh. now we actually know. <clears throat> so the 7940, which is the Phoenix... Um, CPU, 8 cores uh, the versus the 7945 HX, which these are the numbers that I've on, on a laptop that I've actually shown, I haven't shown these off yet because it it got um delayed by my um, adventure with COVID. That is basically a desktop 7000 part jammed into a, a laptop just like Intel does with its HX parts. And so that's the difference there. So Dragon Range was 16 cores, mostly a desktop part, whereas the 7940HS, HS lower segment is actually a, a how, how you call it more true mobile um, CPU because it is monolithic on that, whereas the other one is is a uh, is a chiplet design.
0: Well, so there's two things to talk about here. I know you want to talk about performance, but there's also the AI stuff.
1: What do you want to start with? Well, I let's go through the let's go through the you gotta go you gotta go through the medicine to get to the fun here. So let's. Just, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, we you just, just talk about that's it. <laughs> Because if you do the fun stuff first, we'll we'll blip through these quickly. Please, Adam is like he's sick of the charts. He, the reason why you got to do the charts is like you got it. You got to show your homework, man. You can't just like jump to the end. I
0: know, but we're doing a whole separate video. You can
1: not Netflix this. this and go to the end, like oh, but there'll yeah, be a separate was... video on this. Are we? <laughs> oh, okay, well let's just sit. we'll start off with Cinnabon Charts twenty three. All right, do we, slide we one. We haven't done it yet we haven't done it yet we will be doing it <laughs> uh so let's just do cinebench because okay. it's interesting yes um basically all core default run and actually next to it you also see the zenbook the asus this one's a beauty with this oled panel uh, asus zenbook pro 14 oled and that has a core i9 13900 h which is uh raptor lake 14 cores uh six plus eight configuration and I would say the Ryzen 9 7940 does pretty well considering it's 8 cores versus 14. A lot of that is because, you know, Intel generally runs hotter, makes more heat, and can't sustain the boost for that long. So some of the performance drops off. I'll get to that at the end. But, you know, so, but clearly these uh, laptops are not going to really hang with the bigger, fatter laptops with more core counts. The HX for the, the Raptor Lake with the HX has 24 cores, uh, oh, you're doing it. multi-threaded. Sorry, this is multi-threaded oh, for the multi-threaded, and of course, Dragon Range. And I just want to point this out because this is a long time coming. The Dragon Range with 16 cores in Cinebench is actually the top dog here at 34,600 versus 30,300 for the Core i9 980HX. But the 8 core and the 14 core HS parts are, or H, you know, pretty reasonable performance for a multi-core laptop, and actually. You know, on the bottom of this chart, you actually see a Razer Blade 17, which is only an i7, but it is a much larger laptop, and the performance of the ZenBook Pro is actually above it. Next, we're going to do the next one, single-thread performance, and this is actually a pretty nice showing for AMD, I think, here. Um, Although, on top is the MSI Titan GT77 with the, you know, it's a big, giant gaming laptop with an i9-13980HX cranked up. That is the top of the list, but honestly, they're all pretty close here, and the the Dragon range actually runs pretty close, but the things that's impressing me is the Razorblade 14 with the 7940HS is actually outperforming that thirteen nine hundred h because typically I would have thought Intel would have an advantage here. It's not a huge advantage for AMD, but they're actually getting higher single of performance in Cine- Cinebench on that Ryzen 9 7940HS over the... Uh, thirteen nine hundred H. And they're sort of similar class laptops, although the uh, Asus is a bit heavier, a bit lighter. So about three and a half, three point six pounds. Uh why don't we do well, let's go to Geekbench. Everybody's favorite. No, let's do cross uh, alright. We'll do well, we'll do geekbench. Gordon tries to be... I was gonna do Crossmark, because there's some interesting numbers here because the um they're actually responsiveness on that seventy nine forty HS is actually higher than the 3900H. And there's some kind of, it's this very interesting kind of weird flip where Ryzen 5000 laptops, Ryzen 6000 laptops typically could not hang with Intel laptops on single threaded performance because, you know, Intel really, really cranks the clocks up. They got that high turbo boost and they typically are in front of AMD. 7000 on desktop, we saw that kind of, you know, mostly go away. And you're actually kind of seeing that where the responsiveness uh, of the Ryzen. In Crossmark, in Crossmark, is Ryzen nine seventy nine forty HS is actually better than the Zenbook Pro fourteen. Now, I'm bringing this up because um, uh, Intel is a fan of Crossmark. I introduced Crossmark when I introduced Geekbench because AMD likes Geekbench, but here we have uh, you have uh, actual proof that AMD is actually outperforming and very close to the uh, Intel laptop in in a, in this benchmark that is. Um, that Intel basically was like, hey, you should run this. And again, you know, AMD was like, hey, we should run Geekbench. So we'll do Geekbench next.
0: Everybody loves Geekbench, right? Geekbench,
1: you know, single-thread performance, I'd say it's kind of, you know... The the interesting look here is, again, the Ryzen 9 7940HS is dead even with that Core i9-13900H in single-thread performance. More cores, though, still give the advantage to the Core i9-13900H, but... Single thread performance, again, I think has been the valuable message with 7,000 on desktop. And we're seeing that also materialize on laptops because now we're seeing, look, also again, that Dragon Range, it's <laughs> it's got the highest score in Geekbench here, which is probably why they liked it. It's not that much higher than that Core i9 13980 HX, but single third performances are all very similar, whereas typically Ryzen 5000, 6000 would be behind it. And they're also. Look at that. Look at the Geekbench performance on the Core i9-12900HX, 1800 versus 2000 for that Ryzen 9, as well as 2000 for that Core i9-1300H. So they're they're actually above the single-threaded performance of, of a 12th Gen at this point.
0: Yeah, but Gordon, where's my MacBook? They're all going to lose to a Mac.
1: I didn't put the MacBook in here because wow. I, I should have put wow. it. Wow, because you, you were scared. You look, it's still lower. It's, it is actually, you want to actually look up yeah. the
0: performance here. I yeah. could look it up. Gordon, I think you're scared. You don't want people to know the, the Mac's going to be top
1: of the chart. All right, let me look up Geekbench. Let's see what I recorded for Geekbench. <laughs> but that's on the M1. Go no, then. it's not on M2. M2? Oh, okay. Because I have the, uh, okay, well, so Geekbench I recorded for the MacBook Pro 16. That doesn't have the um, higher GPU in it, but this test doesn't really care that much. Uh, so it's 1961 for the M2 Pro. And the multi-core performance is 15,000. And that is 8 plus 4, I think. 8 plus 4 for that part. So it's actually, it's kind of dead even with that Zenbook, which is much smaller and much lighter. And of course, it's outperforming that uh, Razor Blade. With the Ryzen 9 7940HS, and of course, wow, it, it doesn't even hang with the. Uh, see, I knew there was a reason you put it on there. Yeah, and it, you didn't even use the M2 Ultra. I okay. did. I didn't even say I didn't even make a CUDA thing here, but like, <laughs> so I ran Metal and CUDA for both of these: the MacBook Pro 52,000, 53,000, the Razor Blade 14, and the Zeus ZenBook Pro, smaller, lighter, GeForce rtx 4070 laptop 127,000 126,000 so more than double the performance of that pro so yeah yeah this it's is right. the ultra that's why i didn't put it in there because then it takes a whole bunch of extra talking talking <laughs> through it uh we, we'll blip through the next one photoshop actually i i missed i was actually very interested in photoshop because generally single third performance matters here higher ipc and uh it actually favors the core i9 1300h and again i think that's a direct competitor because of the size and weight uh, again 1300h is a good part and it's slightly faster than the the ryzen 9 hs in photoshop but again that is really good performance for that ryzen 9 hs because photoshop generally tends to be single threaded it's off it often favors intel um but you know i would say this is nothing to get excited about you you can't you know, you can't lose without their of these in Photoshop. So And again, this is kind of the messaging I'm seeing. Most of the the 7,000 Ryzen parts, you know, single-third performance where, you know, it would be lacking in a five, Ryzen 5,000 in a laptop or a Ryzen 6,000. It's very competitive, right? Uh, let's do Lightroom Classic, though. Uh, Lightroom Classic tends to favor more cores, and Intel wins here because it's got more cores. You know, 1270 versus uh, 1,008 for the... Uh, or the, the Razer Blade 14 with the Ryzen 9 versus the Core i9 with 13900H. Bigger bar, better. Bigger bar is better. Um, and you can see most of the gains there are in the in the passive performance because that's where more cores matter. So the passive performance is just simply helping Intel with 14 cores versus the eight cores of that Ryzen 9. They're just, it's really weird to see. It's, it's a little flipped where, you know, AMD's always had more cores. <laughs> Intel has more cores now. And they're sort of like, they have this benefit of more cores. So people would complain about those E cores. They're not just uh, there for the ride. They're actually improving performance across the board most of the time. And I just want to throw in a couple uh, GPU benchmarks in here just to give people an idea of where 4070 goes because everybody will screw about 4070. Uh, we could do... Why don't we do... Uh... Well, i got got TimeSpy already loaded. So Okay, we'll do TimeSpy. We'll do TimeSpy. This is TimeSpy graphics. This is only the graphics performance. Um, it is a synthetic benchmark, but it never changes. It's very accurate. It's very repeatable. Uh, the Razer Blade 14 with the Ryzen 9 7940 and the RTX 4070 laptop at 140 TGP, 12,054. The ZenBook Pro 14 OLED uh, with the Core nine thirteen nine hundred h Who cares? This is a GPU benchmark with a GeForce RTX 4070 at 110 TGP. So we're, we're getting lower lower wattage because it actually is a lighter laptop. You Know 3.6 pounds versus four, they're in the same ballpark 12,054 for the uh RTX 4070 and uh at one 140 and 11,303 at 110 watts. But I think what's interesting to look at is the performance of those older laptops. Look, big ass fat MSI GT77 12 UHS that's with a 12th gen Core i9 an RTX 3080 Ti with 175-watt TGP, and the fans cranked up, uh, you're basically looking at about 13,600. And uh, and when you go into a smaller frame, you go to a right, Razor Blade 17 with a Core i7 12th Gen 12800 with an RTX 3080 at 165-watt TGP, 13,000. So it's interesting that the 4070, even at the lower TGP in a smaller laptop's they are hanging right there with much larger laptops. And of course, 4090 is, is a beast. Yeah. I know you'll say it's not a 4090, but you know, 4090 laptop is what it is. So a lot of performance. Let's do, how about last one, Adam? Yes. Octane. Cause I got them all. So I, I, I think it's very interesting and I've colored the bars all green here because Nvidia simply rules laptops. And, um, and again, this is a, it's a, Alkane Bench, it's testing RTX performance. So, yeah, by the way, it's not going to run on ARC. It's not going to run on, on AMD. The screen graphics, 394 for the 4070 at 140, 391 uh, for the 4070 at 110-watt TGP. But, again, <laughs> look at that RTX 3080 Ti in a big, fat laptop with the fans cranked up to the heavens. 175-watt TGP, 419 These, these really, this 4070 part is, despite the narrow bus and all those other kind of criticisms you have of it for content creation, is actually a pretty decent part. And this does not, this is not looking at gaming stuff. This is looking at content creation. So, and of course, 4090 is kind of insane, basically twice as fast. Wait for Octane? Octane Bench. The 4090 on this...
0: Oh, twice as fast. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. It's a razor blade. Okay, yeah,
1: sorry. so the 4090 is is 4090 laptop is near is actually double the performance of the 4070 laptop Kinda in Octane yep. bench. Sure. So, it's just worth it.
0: Uh the question I have for you, Gordon, is about AI. Well, uh well, no, no I uh it, it's funny, you know, uh, on this show, uh you always you're always the representative of like the big muscle cars, the just the crazy powerful Systems. Who cares about heat and and, yeah. and wattage and you know any any sort of that stuff? I, I'm I'm curious. What? Well, why do you why do you love laptops so much? And why why specifically
1: a 14 inch like this? Well, I love laptops because you know you I when I use my laptop when I'm away from my desktop, I bring it on the road with me. I go into different places. I use laptops. I like the 14 inch laptops because you know typically for me, I get a U class laptop. Right, like this you get basically. Atrocious graphics. You get, you know, reasonable CPU performance and that's it. You 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 trade everything for the weight. With these laptops, again, this is four pounds, this is three point five, three point six pounds. 6 you are getting really close to where you're getting, you know, fourteen cores, a forty seventy laptop, you're getting eight core Ryzen, really efficient, and you're getting forty seventy laptops. So you're getting to the point where you could actually go on the road and not give up the compromise of having discrete graphics, which has always been that bummer for, it's always been like, if you want to go for weight, you give up performance and graphics. And that's actually been one of the really strong points of, of Mac, because you actually get very decent graphics performance out of Macs, the M2, M1s. And for PC, we're getting way, way more performance than we are getting out of this Macs. And we're actually getting it down to very reasonable size and weights. These things, I actually put this next to 15.6-inch laptops, and it looks like you basically cut almost an inch and a half off the sides of that laptop. Hmm. So, uh,
0: Tim was asking, uh, uh, sure, they're, they're lighter and smaller, but what about the bricks?
1: Yeah, the bricks are, that's my problem, is the bricks are still, it's 200 watts for this one, 230, I believe, for this one. They're reasonably sized, but they're still a little heavy. You know, that's the thing that kind of kills me is, I always weigh the laptops with the batteries too, but it's significantly heavier for this thing. I can basically use the you know damn near a phone weight charger to charge a U class laptop. The power consumption on PCs are still not great, and that's definitely an advantage Apple people have on us because they're they're they have they can run on hundred watt power bricks. They they give you hundred and forty watts. Honestly, you can run hundred watts on the MacBook the MacBook Pro sixteen. Or the MacBook even the one with the the, the extreme part in it because it, it's it they are just very very power efficient for them um, I will say the power efficiency here isn't necessarily the CPU not on the AMD side but it's the graphics card the GeForce cards are still at a disadvantage on, in power efficiency although it's gotten a lot better because 40 series is significantly better than 30 series in power efficiency right that was their big gain and it is getting you know you can get you can get a Raptor, you can get a 14-core Raptor Lake with a 4070 laptop with the performance of a 3080 Ti practically in a in a 200-watt power brick, whereas that would take a 280 to 330-watt power brick on that big-ass giant laptop. So, mm. so you are getting a significant power gain, probably not as much as people would hope, and then that's going to be the thing that kind of kills you. I mean, like, Ian, he'll, like, He'll go on the road with his 14-inch laptop with discrete graphics, and then he'll take a lightweight power brick, hoping to run that way. And it's it's a bummer that power bricks have not gotten smaller and lighter.
0: Yeah, pe- people are I'd asking better. about a uh, gan, uh, gan chargers. Why? Why aren't they the the normal?
1: Because uh, they're more expensive. We're getting. The, I saw MSI actually has a gan charger they're including in some series laptops now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we, how much wattage though? Oh, same wattage you know, they can basically oh, so
2: like still equivalent to so like 200 watt cuz i i feel like I remember, if i remember right you wrote an article for pc world saying people shouldn't uh and i think was your opinion to trade down to a gan charger instead of using the oem part
1: well my argument for that is because when i wrote that the only gan chargers were 100 watts oh okay or 60 watts and i think the messaging the messaging from laptop makers was, hey, you can bring our 17.3-inch gaming laptop and use a GAN charger with you on the road. It's like, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, except that this thing just drinks power and you're making a serious compromise in performance. Like, to me, it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, if I'm going to haul this six-and-a-half-pound laptop somewhere, I probably want to play a game on it. And you're not really going to play a game... And then try to charge the thing on a hundred watt GAN charger. It just didn't yeah, make I got any it. sense. It's just their whole lot of saying, Oh, you can go on the road and do office and, and word with your GAN charger instead of having the big ass power brick. Yes, but then I would just bring something like a U class laptop, right? Cause why, why hauls three and a half of the pounds of hardware around if I can't take advantage of it on the road, really? Mm-hmm. So that I think yeah. I, I thought that it was a, a disconnect. We are. We are getting higher wattage gan chargers. There's Apple has 140. Um
2: looks like 200 is the top oh, I'm thinking the top right now.
1: Yeah, for, well for gan chargers you're getting higher. You're getting you're getting closer. I think the MSI one was a 230, 270. It was a it was a decent size gan mm-hmm. charger. Um Razorblade actually give them credit they actually have been using gan chargers and they're their, their higher SKUs too. Mm-hmm. And they're very the only negative is they're very compact. But you don't really save a lot of weight, so I, I, it's nice that you're not having a 330 watt power brick that's this big. It's just like maybe three quarters of the size of it. So there's still a lot of weight. Uh, they haven't, I um, they haven't made a weight reduction. And then of course USB PD is another, another cuddle so, of fish That's
2: probably for most people though when they're packing, they're not trying to pack like a backpacker. So the weight is probably a little bit less of a concern and it's more about the actual physical space it's taking. So, I mean, even that reduction. I yeah, I
1: nice. know. Well, and also it's a nice thing. It's to me, it's, it's nice because, you know, Razorblade Blade charges a, a premium for its laptops to get a, a GAN charger. That is, I mean, they're, they're a 330 watt that comes with the Razorblade Blade 16 is really, really compact and like next to the, classic 330s that you've seen used for like the last 67 years. It is it's a significant smaller power brick. And it's just nice because you've paid all this money. You're at least like, wow, look at this power brick. It's really small. Because you, it's funny to get one of those 17-inch laptops and poof, like <laughs> yeah. it literally the size of a brick. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're it basically is carrying a another brick. laptop. Yeah. You're yeah.
2: carrying another laptop weight <laughs> with you, essentially, with some of those. Yeah, I mean, th- some <gasps> of those
1: bricks, they weigh as much as a laptop. I mean, yeah. they <laughs> really do. They literally, you know. It's crazy. And if I'm not going to, you know, if I don't need all that performance, I could see why people, you don't want to haul it around. Well, do you know where I do need
0: performance? Where? Is in all my AI stuff that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. All <laughs> of it. All the AI. So, the, the cool thing about the Razor Blade 14 with the Ryzen 9 7940 HS. Lower segment. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is it actually is. is it, Remember, it's an eight core monolithic part. Uh, it has integrated graphics, so all APU in it. Oh, I I I didn't run the. I'll have to run 3D Mark and then see what where it gets next to a, a a Steam Deck. But it actually has the first chip from AMD with the Xilinx uh, FPGA. Someone correct me if I got that wrong. But basically, it's a, a Xilinx AI processor built into the CPU. AMD was quite proud of the fact that they basically bought Xilinx and then jammed this thing into a shipping processor in an incredible short amount of time. So. The problem is, how the hell do you benchmark any of this? I actually have some you know, AI benchmarks. I I, I do consider AI, even I'm not doing it in air quotes. Uh, Topaz, I didn't really bother here because I knew it wasn't updated to support the Xilinx processor. I don't really have any tools that can really measure the performance of it. So I did do the one thing that I, I think it does help. Because um, I was talking to Ian about this, like, you know, if you we, have, we actually
0: did make a video. about We made it, a so, video about uh, this got coming
1: out on Thursday, and the you know the question is because one of the cool features of this, the Ryzen nine seven 7940 HS, is it supports Windows. God, am I going to mangle this? Studio effects, visual thing. I better find this out before I get yelled at here. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Bill Gates is going to call you up or send you a text? Oh, he send me a text. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Bill, Bill Gates is like, hold on, you call, it, you just called it the wrong thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's Studio Effects. So what Studio Effects is, is um, Microsoft has rolled in a lot of the AI features that kind of wow people that NVIDIA has been doing. So NVIDIA Broadcast, you can have it do this eye correction. So it makes it look like when you're looking at the webcam, it, it fakes your eyes to make it look like you're looking at the webcam. I use it. I actually kind of like it because...
2: A no, lot of times, I
1: hate it. Oh, well, that's because you're a video person. <laughs> people, it makes it instead of people. It's creepy. No, but when you're doing a when you're actually doing a video conference and nobody's staring at you, it really is like it's like sitting in the room with your kids and they're looking at their phones. You're like, are you listening to me? Because I <laughs> that really does bug the hell out of me sometimes.
0: Yeah, but you're faking it. How's that even any better?
1: <laughs> well, because if you're looking at your phone, hide it underneath. If my kids could look at their phone, but my their eyeballs are looking at me, I'd feel a lot better. Would you feel better? <laughs> Really? Even though they're no. just faking
2: it? <laughs> no, yeah, that no. would make me even angrier. Oh, <laughs> that they were spending that much effort to pretend that they're paying attention to me,
1: Elena. How many times actually paying have attention you, to me? How many times you've been on this podcast and you're looking at your webcam to be polite? But you're not like, I don't like What the hell is Gordon talking about? He's just talking about something stupid now. Funyuns, Grape Fanta, whatever, not paying attention. Grape Fanta? Like, you see, so you don't, you're not paying <laughs> attention. talking
0: about Grape Fanta.
1: But your eyes pretend like you're paying attention. But internally, you're like, gosh, what am I going to get for lunch today? Right? That's, I got to write, I got to do oh, something. I that. wish he'd stop talking, but I'm going to look at the screen. That's the same thing. Anyway, <laughs> it does that effect. So the the, the Windows Studio effect... We'll do the background blur. It'll do the auto follow you. And, you know, the, of course, the, the fake eye effect, which you've been able to do in broadcast uh, for a little while now, is now actually being done on the Ryzen 9 7940 HS, run apparently off of the Xilinx processor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that that's kind of cool. And I understand it if you're getting a, a laptop, like a U-class laptop where you've got no discrete graphics. Um, but I thought it was like, well, if I've got... If I paid for the GeForce RTX 4070 laptop GPU in here, why would I use? Why would I use the the Windows Studio Effects and use the the Xilinx part instead of just running it on the GeForce part, right? Yeah, because it's like why I already got it's like you have double duty here. And Ian said like, well, for power, and it's like, oh, okay. So I was like, I actually did want to look at the power consumption of of the laptop running Windows Studio Effects. On the laptop, uh, using the AMD CPU only, versus running it on Broadcast. So, is it that much of a difference? Is it worth it? So, what I did was I actually took the laptop and I fired up uh, Broadcast. So, Broadcast. Well, where should I start this? I, I actually started with I actually started with the uh, Windows Studio Effects using the the Ryzen CPU. So I turn on the fake eye effect. I turn on the blur. I didn't do the follow camera thing. I just did the blur and the the eye thing. And then I, so like the problem, well, typically what I might do is look at the power consumption at the wall. But, you know, I was like, let me get a little more closer to to reality here. So on the same laptop, I basically monitor the power consumption. So I could look at it in in milliwatts or watts. And with uh, the Windows Studio effect on and using the Ryzen 9, with its integrated Ryzen AI, the power consumption was about twelve to thirteen watts. So I basically fired up Zoom, and then I had it doing the blur. Instead of having Zoom do the blur, I was having um, the the Xilinx processor as and doing the blur as well as doing the fake eye effect. It's about thirteen watts. Uh, uh, the sorry the the whole laptop, or, or you, you're oh. saying
0: you just looked at the
1: no no. So that's the that's so that's. That's the drain on the battery. So if you're monitoring the drain on the battery while you're uh, okay. doing a task. Okay. Because my argument, well, obviously. obviously well, I,
0: usually you like to, to go with the wall because you, you can't, you're not going to pay your power bill just from your CPU draw, Gordon.
1: Well, I mean, that tells you different things, though. But the one thing about the battery is nice is you know that when the battery goes to zero, you're done. You're kaput. So I think that it's a very real world. You know if you're getting a 13-watt drain, you could basically, you know how long your battery is going to last, right? Mm. So then that's real world. And um, so that's actually very, very decent. And with with that, you turn off the AI effects and it was like, it was like a watt, watt and a half. So we're talking about really minimal performance hit from running the fake eyes. What do they call that? I don't know. know. Crazy eyes. Eyes, I don't know what you want to call it. Crazy eyes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Might as well. The fake eyes effect and the blur was about, you know, about a a watt and a half on the Ryzen 9 Hmm. with the AI and sorry, real quick, are, were you plugged into the wall or were you no. running on battery? No, no. So this so is battery this is Running only. on battery. Because, okay. you know, because I wanted to see, like, if you, if because, again, you have a laptop and you're away from an you know, outlet, you're in the backyard and you are doing a Zoom call, you want to know how long it's going to last. So the battery, that's, the, the ultimate tell is how much hit it on the gas tank, right? So once that, once the gas is gone, you're over. So then I went ahead and I disabled the studio effects and then I fired up the GeForce rtx 4070 laptop and i turned on broadcast turned on the fake eyes i turned on the background blur and then i went back into zoom started another call and you could guess once you fire up a rtx 4070 with its with its graphics hey you know they've made significant strides in efficiency on this 4000 and 3000 but the power consumption was about 30 to 40 watts so on the battery so if you're looking at a 30 to 40 watt drain on the battery versus 13 watts. That is a significant difference in uh, in power. I will say the quality from looking at it look it looked better to me on broadcast. But um, at the cost of 30 to 40 watts, you're not going to be running that you know, RTX card for a 3-hour Zoom call, right? So it's just, mm. it's, just not gonna, it's not going to it's not going to last. That's a that's a significant drain on a battery at 40 watts. So I I think that's actually one of the cool things we're seeing so far because you do get that um are we gonna see other ai performance tests i I think we will once we get more applications that support the Ryzen ai processor there's more things coming they've said um they actually have made an argument that uh you could do you could do local image recognition on this they actually have a demo you can download and compile and run yourself versus doing in the cloud and one argument for doing it on client. So again, because AMD is very hot to try, like, hey, we got our dedicated AI processor. We're the first ones with it. If you do it on your laptop or your desktop, well, they don't have a desktop part yet, but if you do it on your laptop, it doesn't mix any of your photos in with the cloud because it is a little scary. You throw all your images up to the cloud to do re- image recognition. The AI then builds that into how it's recognized the other images. You don't really have control over it. So that's that's one thing they would argue for why you, you might want to do it locally. So you have you have complete control over it. Might be faster on the cloud, might be richer, but what the hell is that AI doing? Because you're uploading it up there, or they analyze. Are you they sure they're not going to keep it to make other references? So that's that's one of the arguments for why you do want a client having. Which AI actually, processing.
0: you know, I, uh, Elena, I know you you are definitely um, uh, you know think about privacy a lot. Uh, is is that something you would rather do? Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the image recognition locally instead of throwing it up to the cloud. And who knows what they're doing with my images?
2: I mean, I think, I think that's definitely uh, something to think about. But, I mean, let's be real. I do use cloud backups for the photos I take on my smartphone. Uh, I don't really take anything beyond cat photos, honestly. <laughs> but... I think if you're if you're somebody who operates as most people do, where you have your stuff backed up to the cloud, I feel like that's a concern that's really going to be... Re- Maybe I'm projecting a little too hard, but I feel like that's more of a concern of people who are doing things they probably shouldn't be doing with those images, or they're working on NDA content. Like, I feel like it's pretty... You're gonna get pushed more to the extremes with that kind of thing i mean obviously there are some people who are more privacy minded and if you are already living a life where you're not using cloud backups then yes that makes sense for you but i think for most people even those who are more privacy concerned like i don't know if i would be like yes absolutely this is 100 percent what i would be going for hmm. okay hmm. it also depends though like i mean again i would take pictures of cats so like if <laughs> i wanted ai to like make my cat like actually you know do something affectionate looking instead of just being like an angry ball of fur all the time then like i don't care if the cloud you know, uses that and replicates that for other purposes yeah. but if it's like my newborn kid like yeah maybe i would be a little like mm, i don't really know if i want you know like well, i guess to be reused in perpetuity
0: i've always i've always come across a lot of people who put privacy shutters on their laptop and i've thought the same thing like wait what are you doing that you don't want people to see the laptop and they're like oh i just you know i don't want people to hack in and and see my my camera, you know, and I'm just like, really? Oh, okay.
2: Wait, are we talking about the Privacy Shield for like people on the airplane seeing your screen, no, 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 no. or like, on, just, on like me taping? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tape. I absolutely tape my webcam.
0: Wait, so oh, okay. So by that logic, what do you do, Elena? That you don't want people to see that webcam?
2: Uh, I have seen I have seen videos of people who have used rats to like spy on people while they're <laughs> sleeping, and that is just so creepy to me. Like, I no, thank you.
1: <laughs> Did you say rats? Uh,
2: remote access. I uh, forget that the uh, acronym. Yeah. The acronym stands
0: for. Acronym. <laughs> huh. Okay. Wait, hold on. With that, uh, you got you got somebody messaging on there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to play the iPhone. Uh. So, yeah. I mean, real quick, we, we did shoot a video with uh with Ian. He he was in town for the the AMD thing. So we got two videos actually, but the the AI one is going to be uh going up sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, because I mean, I think it is, it is something, at least for us, that we really want to look at is like, okay, AI is a big deal, especially right now, whether it's here to stay, I, I don't know, there, there's questions or whatever. But obviously, a lot of companies are, are putting AI features in their hardware. I mean, AMD has literally put an AI accelerator in their CPU. So how, how, how do we benchmark? How do we how do we show somebody like, hey, you know what? you should you should definitely care about this or man if you get this ai feature rather than this ai feature you know like how how do you how do you handle that
1: i think it's going to come down to what application you're running how you use it and whether it applies to it like obviously if they have it in here and amd gets you know adobe to support the processor and some functions in photoshop or premiere or whatever that's probably the best way to measure it the problem is we're it's getting dependent. again if you're doing topaz topaz labs which i've been doing for you know many many years now that is ai it's exciting and you know it doesn't it's may not run on this processor it's it's weird we're going to have to have different ai different places and different applications to measure it. and how do you determine what is simply better right like you know the GeForce is you do topaz i don't even bother to do i used to do a cpu based video conversion and it was like this is a waste of time because it would take, like, 10 hours to do a CPU based on desktop. Mm-hmm. I could do it on the, you know, back then, I could do it on a, a 2080, and 2080 TI, and it would be, like, you know, an hour or 40 minutes. It's just silly to do it on the CPU. Well, I mean, and, and that's that's the other thing, too. We always get people
0: who are like, Gordon, why didn't you do this benchmark? Why didn't you do this benchmark? I mean, the amount of people who are going to be using this for AI, I, I guess it depends. I, I, right. I don't know. I, I don't got a sense of, like, oh, man, everyone's going to be using... AI so we really need to test this and benchmark it. It, it. But is that worth the time over doing like like VR? People are always yelling about like, oh, we need to do more VR benchmarks, things like that. Like are there more people using VR than AI? I, I don't know. You know, like all all this kind of niche use case stuff is, is
1: interesting. It's 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 a, a
0: brave new world. Yeah, I would argue. Some would say
1: it's it's the next war. I mean but AI's not going away though. I mean does anybody here think it's gonna go away anytime soon? No,
0: it's no. gonna be it's going I, to be, it's, I mean it's hot right now it's definitely the buzzword there's definitely a lot of money and a lot of investment and a lot of talk around it <laughs> yeah
2: but unlike unlike vr and unlike crypto i think this one actually this has legs to it there's actually applications like real world pragmatic like like normal people you like can see the application of it so i don't think it's going away or going to just be floating around in the background like a hot buzz you know, trend yeah. type
1: term. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and as we see more and more applications for consumers, it's, it's going to get exciting. I'm, it's going to be weird because I can go in and do a clip on my phone. I can just grab an image, it'll automatically clip it for me and I can move it to wherever I want. Like it used to take, know, yeah. really hard work in Photoshop, yeah. pain in the ass to clip it manually and I just click my pen yeah. on it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm personally thinking of all the, all the, AI uses. I mean, uh, obviously, a lot of people talk about ChatGPT, but that's not client-based. Um, you can run things like Stable Diffusion on right. the client, right? Uh, I'm I'm trying to to think of like client-based stuff versus cloud-based stuff. Uh, I know the that Adobe Generative Fill that's client, right? Yeah, so they have know.
1: some neural filters that are that are also client-based too, and they're going to add more and more. I mean, Adobe's they're the they're the the last remaining killer application, right? So it feels like they are they are going to not let somebody else beat them to the punch. I would think if I were Adobe. And yeah. could you imagine what it's going to do to all these creative apps with photos and videos and everything? It's yeah, it's yeah. going to be crazy. So how it applies to consumer? Then it comes down to the same old question we have all the time because everybody thinks like, oh, Puja Bench for Premiere is what I should care about when I'm. Well, it's one thing you want to care about. You may actually do something in Puget Bench that's different in Premiere, and then actually the other thing might be faster, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's entirely possible in the future you're going to want, you know, a computer with basically multiple AI processors, different brands, because of who gets a port. Then it, and it's gonna and then it's also going to come down to the classic thing of like, well, who throws money at developer relations? Apple, Intel, NVIDIA, AMD coming on there so if you go out there and you do the work for them you you help them come along but you know the, the strength with AMD here is they got Microsoft so the, basically any Ryzen 7940 HS any Phoenix processor with the, the AI processor should be able to do this eye removal that was only available with broadcast before mm. or not removal but i refocusing so
0: yeah, sorry. Ian said the the actual name for it. I can't remember it now. Oh, it's, it's like eye—oh, tra- uh, eye gaze correction. Crazy eyes, I think,
1: sounds better because <laughs> <laughs> it does. Because sometimes it goes, it doesn't work. It doesn't work one hundred percent, which is what drives Adam crazy. Because it's crazy eyes. Wait, no, no, Adam. it's
0: more like because I know you're not looking at the screen. <laughs> And, and it, but it just looks like you're looking at the screen. I'm like, I know he's not looking at the screen. You
1: ever go to, the, well, when you, so the other thing is like when you do those company meetings and the big boss is talking, you're like, oh, but you know, if they get offended if you don't look at the screen, so that's a perfect application <laughs> for it. You're like, no. You need a new Watching boss. Watching YouTube videos while the new boss is talking, <laughs> my crazy eyes is making me look at the, it works great. We're not talking about, I don't
2: know. I don't think I'm gonna be interested in technology until they have like a googly eyes variant.
0: <laughs> I think they oh, I'm do. Sure, I'm sure that somebody's got it. Just ask Mark. I'm sure Mark knows. That, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark has fun would. with us. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, anything else to talk about this uh, this laptop stuff, Gordon? Or should we uh, should we move it on?
1: No, I think we can move on. But you know, it's exciting. You know, again, first first uh, CPU with the uh, dedicated built-in. AI processor. Obviously, Intel would say we got CPU-based stuff, and uh, NVIDIA would say we got GPU-based stuff. So,
0: yeah, we we did have a question earlier. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was ask was
1: asking. Was like, oh yeah, well, if you already have it in GeForce, why would you want it in your CPU? Well, power, as we said. the power. I mean, I was kind of I was impressed because I it makes sense though. I mean, that's why they have these these. That's why you have the these modes where you you can shut off the discrete mm-hmm. GPU because that is a big fat piece of silicon, and it's RAM. You're running hot to do this stuff. And um, yeah. definitely, if you want crazy eyes effects, you want to do it on the CPU, and you want to be on battery. So,
0: Well, uh, last question. Uh, couldn't they have just left the AI out and gave me two more cores? Why did they take away my cores just to fit this AI thing? Oh. I know the, that's not how it works. Well, well yeah, because this... Did, 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 well, I guess that is the question. Did they have to lose something in order to put this AI chip in there?
1: Well, I'm sure they, you know, they have a budget they they use, but it's called. Um, you have to get on to the next hot thing. Do people really need 10 cores in a in a laptop? I mean, maybe some do, but arguably yeah, do. most regular people don't really need that core density. And the 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 race for AI is on, and they made the right choice because. If you don't have AI in your product, nobody cares. Wall Street does not care. Investors don't care. <laughs> and every time they mention AI, I say rise in AI here. Every time they print that somewhere, the stock probably goes up 0.01 cent or something like that. Because, like, <laughs> oh, you know, these investors, I know, are they really investors? It seems like they're just basically throwing money at, ah, oh, throwing money. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh let's switch over
0: to uh Q and A. If you, if you got a question and you're watching live right now, uh, put it in the chat and at PC World. Uh, if you are listening or watching this later, there's a link in the description to our uh, full nerd Discord. We got a, a question and answer um uh, channel over there that you can you can put a question in and uh, hopefully I will get to reading it later. Uh, we got a couple super chats uh, that I want to get to uh, that I was holding off for later. Uh, Skeet Sayer, friend of the show Skeet Sayer gave us a $5.50 Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Said, uh, I am of the opinion the AI should only be driven for
1: gaming. Am I wrong? No. I mean, not for you because that's <laughs> the only thing you care about. But for somebody else, I think they would say you are wrong because we went for something else. So I mean it's a so, classic I only care about what I care about.
2: I I'm actually interested in the reasons why it only matters for gaming to to
0: I think they're talking about all the, the DLSS and should should or of should be yeah. driven only for gaming. That's well, why Well they, they they it just it's I don't know they didn't they didn't specify, but it sounded like, "Oh, I only care about it for gaming because that's the the major use case, probably that they're." Oh, I and, see. I right. thought
2: it was more of a saying like they had like a whole reasoned argument for why it was best applied to gaming, as opposed to mm. they only saw utility in gaming.
0: I, th- I think it's, it's just the major utility. I mean, NVIDIA has been pushing this for years now. Oh, DLSS frame generation you know and now you got a fsr and xcss and all this kind of stuff so i mean there's definitely ai to be had in gaming
2: you know i you would know, argue
1: honest-
0: yeah good
2: oh this is gonna say honestly if they could find a way to make ai uh effective moderators during online uh shall we say conversations <laughs> <laughs> i think that might be the best use case maybe take a lot of work off of the human moderators <laughs>
1: I I would argue that the Nvidia Ace thing is probably more more impactful on gaming. I know it's kind of cool to see it for visual and all that stuff, but I don't think gaming is in need of higher visual quality necessarily. Whereas you would want you you want an open world that you could talk to, where it's populated by eight million people, and you could talk to everybody and do anything, and it feels like you're actually in a world, and that's something that will. I think AI eventually will improve on gaming, so I think it's just going to make it far richer. It's just going to be weird because I don't know if you can control it easily, right? Mm.
0: I don't know. Uh, a friend of the show, VC Jester, gave us a $2 super chat. Thank you so much. It said, uh, has Gordon seen the the latest AI fan art by a friend of the show's div? He, he tweeted it at us.
1: It was the uh, Oz
0: one, yeah. That was Wizard of Oz. Good. That was pretty good.
2: Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed by like how I was able to get like the angle of the faces. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that was that was pretty good. Uh, thank you, Ziv. If uh, if you want to see that, ho- hopefully I think Zif can Zif shared it yeah. over on on Discord. So that I should ask good.
2: Ziv if he if uh he wants a picture of Splat so <laughs> he can replace <laughs> Toto in there.
1: I just went to Twitter to look for it and. for some reason that it has decided to serve me this tweet from somebody open AI laid me off last Friday. (laughs) If you know any open positions, like really that like did the actual Mm -hmm. AI lay you off is like, that's the scary thing. (laughs) So they're going to like, let the AI start eliminating you like, ah,
2: they seem to be, uh, not they, but I think some companies are being protective about that. Uh, like I thought I saw a news report earlier today about how Google is Banning the use of Bard to generate code, like basically, like do your job. Don't use this; tool to do the job for you.
1: Wow. Wait, here's. I was going to drop the full size image here. I don't know if you have it.
0: Uh. Uh. Well, while you're doing that, let me uh, get to an- another super chat from a uh, friend of the show. Eska Monster uh, gave us uh, 20 Danish crone. Thank you so much. Said, have you seen the new NAS with six or 12 NVME?
1: SSDs. The Asus store one? I don't know. I've not seen it. Uh, yeah, I think that was the Asus store one. It was pretty crazy looking It because they had one that took six and then they had one that took 12, I think. And it's really, it looks like a router. It's the size of a router.
0: It would be crazy to see yeah, a NAS <laughs> like that small. That would be pretty nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I had a good conversation with Marco that was the one um, from Asus store that was talking to us. Remember they were next to uh, the MSI booth? We ran into him. Uh, uh, oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I, yeah. I talked to him. I was going to get one in because I generally don't trust NAS units because I've had nothing but the worst luck with multiple units. I just think consumer Sorry, ones are... I forgot. Are, I just think you the consumer-level ones aren't made to last because... You
2: have a grudge <sighs> against them. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> I have a closet full of them that are just dead with my data still locked up on them because I just don't... I, I would trust a little more with NVMe drives, I guess. But you know you have to have the backups. I guess I should I should you should always set up the backups properly. But yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, a couple more questions here from the chat. Uh, Pedro Okura managed to snag an ASUS Tough 6800 XT for 400 euros. It's, they Ooh. say it's a good value, so uh, awesome. Uh, they have a uh and a 650 watt Seasonic Gold 80 plus Gold. Um. And their CPU is an i5 12400. Do you think 650 watts uh, is going to be enough? And I did look it up. A 6800 XT has a oh goodness oh a uh, a power requirement of 300 watts, and but they re- recommend a min- minimum of 750. And then mm-hmm. the the that i5 is uh, uh, base power 65 watt, turbo power 117 watt. Gordon, what do you think? Do you think that a six hundred
1: and fifty watt power supply is enough. What else is in the system? They didn't say. Oh. No. I you know, I mean you generally want to go off the min min rec for power supply, but I bet you would be okay. It
0: is a Seasonic. It's an 80 plus gold. So at least well, those are good indications.
2: I can't remember. I there was a there was at least one or two GPU reviews. I wish Brad was here. Uh because I think he did test to see like spikage. Or oh, was that you, Gordon? I can't remember if it was CPU or GPU, but one of you tested to see like the spikes, and because that was more of the concern, right? Where's 30
0: to 40 series, yeah. You
2: know. well, I don't know if he did it on, yeah. I don't know if
0: he did, yeah. If,
2: I, so, I am actually, I would actually just see, I don't remember hearing that particular uh GPU having that issue. But, I mean, that, I think that would be the main concern, wouldn't it? Like, yep. not that it was drawing too much power consistently, but if you had, like, a big spike. The uh, like, power, power supply, Yeah, like, the power supply wouldn't be able to keep up with those.
1: I don't think so. I Honestly, I think you would be okay. Um, they make these... The recommendations are very, very rough, too, because they... They don't know what's in your box, right? Cuz it you could it could be like you have that CPU, you have 16 gigs of RAMs and that graphics card and that's it. Or you could have 12 fans, enough, you know, RGB lights from a liquor store and six hard drives and they just don't know, so they generally have recommendation that yeah. is generally I, I think is very conservative and I would I would bet if I mean I don't know if they have a watt meter or not, but if you looked at it most of your games you're you're going to be under 500 watts. But it it does depend on what you're doing, and sometimes games that are actually um, less graphically intensive might actually use more power. So there's things you can do to lower the power of it. But I I think you might be okay. Honestly, yeah, I, I think it's I'd the spikes, go for it. yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, if you can save up for it, you know, that's definitely it's yeah. nice to get a, a a good power
1: supply that's properly spec for your system. So yeah, but it, yeah. it's still again, it's very much a rough, yeah. you know. So,
2: I mean, would like uh, going into undervolt just to optimize power consumption help as well? Like, if you if like to say that like, you couldn't afford to replace the, the power supply immediately, I mean, yeah, there's things probably you can steps do. steps you can take to limit, kind of minute, limit the frame rate. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, they they did they did respond to say mainly gaming, and they have three NVMe
1: SSDs. Yeah, so that's oh, it shouldn't be bad. I mean, that's yeah, that's. Yeah
0: uh also uh somebody was saying uh tech power up has a uh, has transient spikes in the review so maybe look up reviews of that specific, specific card if you can yeah um, so uh all right moving along cool. um front of the show new tech has a uh, question uh where do restrictions come on ai where user content processing and privacy are concerned/related slash
1: are there any? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's up to everybody every service you're using, right? I mean, what what restrictions would you like? Well, I mean, obviously I as as being a normal human, I would want all the power for myself to take advantage of everybody else's uh work on it on the language model and then I would want none of the things that I contribute to make it better to for anybody else, only for me. It's only about me 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 me. That would be the way I want. <laughs> You know, so I would want to take advantage of this incredibly trained model that everybody else has used all of their all of their content to make, and then I would not want to contribute to it, and I would only want to be able to use it for myself. Huh.
0: Uh Elena, do you have do you have a, a thought on that?
2: Uh, I'm sorry, I was catching up on the chat, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I missed it.
0: On uh, uh w- 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 where do you think the restrictions should be in place for AI?
2: when it comes to privacy
0: and and personal usage
2: i mean i feel like like gordon said like that's the thing that at least at first is going to be a thing that's dictated by the service and so you'll have to read the terms of use really carefully and pay attention to that if you're concerned about that. Uh, I My guess is what's going to happen, because that's normally how it goes, is that it's going to be something that's not regulated. It's just going to be kind of something that each service chooses. And you kind of have to figure out how you feel about it from there. And then if something terrible happens like we just get a bunch of deep fakes uh showing senators and congress people in compromising positions then we're going to probably have some kind of government legislation around it (laughs) at some point
0: (laughs) yeah too true uh all right i'm switching over to uh some of the chatter over on discord ai I, i continues to be a hot topic who knew uh friend of the show q uh, says uh, with AI being at the forefront of discussion and VRAM capacity concerns, which vendor do you think will be the first to increase VRAM capacity beyond 24 gigabytes? Also, hypothetically, if text-based prompt interactions with NPCs takes off in place of current Meta of choices, uh, can you see yourself liking that type of experience? So, two questions: Who, Who's who's going to go beyond 24 gigabytes of VRAM? AMD usually offers more, but NVIDIA is all about the AI. Consumer? Yeah. Like Sounds consumer? like it. Sounds like it.
1: It's just, it's hard to believe that. Well, I mean, it it's always, it always goes up, but it just feels like that is, there That's has a, to be a provable case for it. I would hope not uh, just throwing it on there because people are, they want more Ram. So.
2: I, I i mean, I feel like in a different time and place that maybe we would see some kind of war around that. But I think just given the recovery from pandemic and supply chain and demand and all that i think it'd be a while before we saw it hit that point It'd be more dictated by actual need than just being like yo we heard you like your vram with some vram
1: yeah i'm i mean i we do have to you do have to realize it of course there will it will go we will surpass 24 gigs because you know ram density just generally gets cheaper and, and more dense so that'll happen naturally but just for ai or just for gaming i just don't i i don't i don't know if that's something that can be justified unless it comes naturally because if you had a 48 gig card the price is going to go up considerably
0: so. yeah but uh, i i mean at least i thought that jensen could have taken the stage at computex and was like hey new new titan 40 series titan Forty-eight gigs of VRAM. This is the ultimate. Uh, in in if, if if somebody wants to pursue AI and have the best, the best of the best, right? Right. Because if you got the money, might as well. Twenty-five hundred dollars. Yeah. Forty-eight gigs of VRAM. There you go. <laughs> uh, question from uh, Ivan Ram- Ramazanov. Ram Ram Sorry. Uh, How do people buy hardware? Do they buy series as in 40 series in GPU or S in smartphones? Or do they buy in specific price range? Or do they buy uh, whatever some random guy on YouTube said to buy?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think, I mean, people are not a monolith, right? That's the reason why we have so many different products. I think there's definitely those types of buyers, all three types of buyers. Yeah. So you're going to have the people who are interested based on the specs because they either are very conscious about that or they just like the bragging rights, which, you know, nothing wrong with that if you have the money for it. Um, then you have the people who have fixed budgets, so they really have to pay attention to that. And then you have people who are like, man, I don't want to think about this. Do I trust this person? Okay, just tell me what to buy. <laughs>
0: A uh, couple more questions and we'll get out of here. Uh, Dark Helmet, front of the show, Dark Helmet asks: uh, If I can sell my RTX 3080 10 gig for five hundred dollars on eBay, and get an open box 7900 XTX for eight fifteen from Micro Center, do you think that's a good value upgrade? The game at four K, and what is your opinion on open op- open box GPS? Right, what's the price difference? Uh, five hundred. If they can sell the RTX 3080 for five hundred. And buy a seventy nine hundred XTX for eight fifteen, huh? So three hundred. If if it works out like that, they're essentially saying three hundred dollars upgrading from an RTX thirty eighty to a seventy nine hundred XTX.
1: I would say yes, probably because I mean the XTX is a decent, a decent card at four K. Right, I'm not Brad here, but yeah, it definitely is a very <laughs> decent card for the, for the money at four K. I would say yes. You know, again, you do have to recognize you're going from you know Nvidia to AMD. There are differences, but that is a seems like a significant difference in uh, GPU there. If you could really get five hundred dollars for thirty eighty yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that that was my thing. If you can get five hundred, I'd I'd be especially for the ten gig version. I I mean that's that's not a bad deal. (laughs) Maybe just yeah. I I don't know. Uh, Honestly, I don't. Man, I mean the three hundred dollars move up i actually i don't know that that might be pushing it unless you're like ah you know what this this 3080 is just letting me down right right now uh yeah but 300 for an xtx i mean that, that's not bad
1: so. well any opinion on the open box stuff there elena
2: i mean it depends who is selling that open box
1: Microcenter is what they said
2: oh yeah i think that'd be fine
1: and then see if the warranty transfers for an open box. You know, make sure all that.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. A uh, couple couple of small form factor questions here. Yeah, get those small form factor questions in. Oh, Gordon's already starting to yawn. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I pushed the microphone away from myself. I don't need to answer anything. T T R C sort of fast says. Uh, what's the smallest
0: leader case you've ever considered for a uh, gaming? Uh small for a factor.
2: Um probably five to seven liters.
0: Wow. Like a like a is that a is that a nook size or
2: uh so there was the nook that came out at five liters. I thought that was pretty good if you didn't mind the price tag. And then I'm um, I'm about to do a little show and tell here. Give me a second. Is there anything connected to it? Oh, there it is. Oh no momentum
1: If the screen goes ah. black, we know you unplugged it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have many PCs at my desk, probably too many. But then I've got this little guy. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is actually a really fun size for a small form factor.
0: Yeah, what what is the leader on that?
2: This one is supposed to be like a 7. I'll have to double check.
0: That is cute. I like it. Yeah, it
2: fits like a full-size graphics card, if I remember right. Sandwich layout it was very useful for
0: that. Uh, and for me, I guess the smallest leader I would go is uh, I can't find the leaders on an ROG Ally or a Steam Deck. So <laughs> 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 if it's gaming only, it's not a even a leader. It's yeah. like <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I don't know. No, if... it's probably. I bet it's about a one liter, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> i uh, could figure it out Yeah, uh, no, we, we, while yeah.
2: you're while you're talking with other questions i'm gonna get the dimensions on that thing <laughs>
0: all right do it i think it's hard with the the hand grips though because it's not yeah it's close yeah, enough yeah. right <laughs> we're just we're
2: going for approximate
0: anyway uh all right so so last last series question from uh who is this oh streamer mode's on so it just says w, w-, 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 w- oh waddled gold, gold waddled gold waddled gold uh i just finished a small form factor pc awesome Sweet. Congrats. Uh, it's got a Ryzen uh, 7 5800 and a RTX 4070. Uh, they're leaving for university. Yeah, that's a good reason to have a small form factor The only thing I'm missing is Windows 11 license. I want to know how reputable buying a physical version of Windows 11 Pro retail license off eBay is. I see listings around $75, and anything 100 or below is fine with me. I would consider one off the gray market, but I've heard rumors of gray market keys getting revoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, should I have any worry about buying physical versions of Windows off eBay in terms of getting keys revoked? Should I get a key off eBay or a cheaper gray market site?
2: Uh, to quickly uh, finish off the last thing, it's one. I think if I did my calculations correct, it's one point seven liters.
0: Which one? Yeah, the steam, steam deck. deck. Or they, oh, okay, <laughs> steam deck
2: uh and gordon's looking at me so i i feel like that's my cue to take this question or (laughs) feel this question so i would say that whether you're buying a box copy or a code off of ebay i think the risk is the same because just because you have the disc or some physical box in your hand doesn't mean that someone can't have used that code already um so i honestly think that ebay is just kind of a a little bit of luck of the draw right like you just don't if you don't know the seller is trusted if it's not somebody who like uh, best buy or ant online or something that's uh, selling through ebay as a storefront you're always going to be kind of rolling that dice a little bit um gray market it's kind of a similar story the only difference is that gray market um If it's a direct seller as opposed to like a platform like Kingwin or something, then you have an idea of like how reputable the seller is based on like reviews and, you know, general internet feedback around that site. Um, uh, This was partially answered in uh, the Discord thread about this. Because you're a university student, honestly, I would see if your college or university has discounted uh, Windows keys for you. So, like, there was a mm. period of time that City of College of San Francisco offered free education licenses to its students. So, you got one education. Like, Gordon still doesn't understand. <laughs> He's just like, wait, you're taking classes so you get free, re- like, free Windows keys? And I'm like, it's a benefit of continuing my lifelong education, Gordon. Hello,
1: fellow students or young people.
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a junior college. There's people all ages there gordon i was i was in uh, a couple of classes with people who were like retirement age and i thought that was kick uh, kick butt like it was neat to see that like not everyone gives up on learning
1: it's true cheap asses come in all uh <laughs> ages is whatever really- gordon
2: Sa- city college of san francisco doesn't charge tuition like why wouldn't i take advantage of it just like leaving education on the table. Anyway, so since you're a university student, you may be able to get a good deal through your university. I would look into that. The other thing is that if you don't think you're going to be moving that retail key around a lot, it may just be worth getting an OEM key for a discount. So uh, I put this in the chat. But for the next 10 hours, there's a Woot deal. So the subsidiary of Amazon... Um, they are selling uh oem keys for windows 10 or windows 11 pro for forty dollars which isn't that's a pretty decent price for that although i mean we've had the, we've had a similar deal on the pc world software store before yeah. so and woot is a known retailer so if that key goes bad you definitely have an avenue for recourse on that
0: yeah uh i'll just say i have i have bought a fair share of keys off of gray market sites and i I, I usually don't have any problems with it so
2: most people usually don't but it's just if you're concerned about it then there are other ways to you know be a little more secure in your purchase yeah i get it like when you're at university you don't have a lot of money so you want to make sure you're you're not going to set yourself up for a lot of headache
1: yeah but doesn't it seem like it's weird because all these keys are so cheap now and they've been around for so many years; it does feel like Microsoft is just simply looking the other way. And like they, I don't understand it because if they were actually kind of sketchy, you would think that they would not be around after being in business for six or seven years. But they continue to sell the keys, so I'm, I'm going to guess they're fairly legit. Which just makes you, it just makes you wonder what exactly is going on in the back end here.
2: I I wonder if it's still like a product of the whole like initial we want 1 billion users in the first year of Windows 10, right? So like they had the whole free thing. So I wonder if like there's some kind of in the background there's some kind of initiative maybe or like a legacy feature of, or like a, just the a legacy of that where they're just like we care more about having users and a large user base and then maybe just selling services to them because that seems to be the model right we we're all complaining constantly about how there are more ads popping up in the operating system for like hey have you signed in to microsoft uh like OneDrive? do you want to sign up for office 365 (laughs) subscription hey like you know that kind of stuff
1: yeah i really you know it's i wouldn't really consider those ads you know
2: they're annoying. They're annoying.
1: <laughs> they are annoying. Yeah, I don't care what you call them, they suck.
2: But I mean, <laughs> like when I think
1: ads, I think of like, you know, certain technology websites that you go to without web blockers or ad ad blockers, right? That that's ads, right? This this is like Microsoft trying to sell you Microsoft stuff or trying to extend a service, which Google and Apple and everybody does all day on their platforms. So
2: It's it's more annoying I feel like because if you pay for it, you don't feel like you're supposed to be getting upsold on additional services and products. It'd be different if it was a truly free or very, very low cost thing, right? Where it's like, okay, I pay $10 for access to this operating system. And I know that as part of that, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that they're going to push their other services on me because that's how they're going to make their money. You know, and if, if I wanted to never see those again, I pay an extra, I don't know, $40, Kind of like how the Amazon does it with Kindle. They put fairly, fairly unobtrusive advertisements, quote unquote, on their Kindles with ads, and you pay an extra twenty bucks and then you never have to be bothered again.
1: Well, did you pay the full list price for Windows eleven? Uh or Windows ten?
2: I mean, I did for my initial copy of it. Or yeah, so I'm
1: just like, yeah, we know you didn't pay the full price. In fact, you're one of those people that's taking that community college course. So no, <laughs> hey, would you hey, like that, to sign that up one for is office three sixty five? That's super yeah, that legit
2: though. Legit. They have a whole they have a whole agreement in place for that.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we got one more serious question that came in, Elena. If you need to pop off, uh, feel free because I, I have a feeling Gordon might. Run into a rant on this one. Uh, Sometimes sh- I just disappear because yeah.
2: I got to give the cat a shot. Use <laughs> the crazy eyes if you need
0: to. Yeah, yeah. Look. Uh, friend of the show, Bori Zero says uh, With reports of cable mod angled adapters melting, is it finally time to call uh, that uh, piece of uh, poop 12 volt high power connector a piece of poop <laughs> connector for the piece of poop that it really is? Or should we I give it another eight months is. of pretending that there's nothing wrong with it and it's just user error?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't. I really, really tried to shy away from calling it user error because um, it but not fully inserted still continues to be the main reason for all of the failures that we've seen from Nvidia and out of the cable mods. Their formal statement was the majority of them were from you know improper insertion. That's not the same as calling it user error. The question is, and I still, you know, again, I don't think it's case closed. We do know that most people were not, they occurred because they weren't fully inserted. Whether that's because it got pulled out during cable management or something, I don't know. The question is, why is this still happening, especially after all the tension on it? Is this potentially because we have 20 to 30 to 40 different vendors of power supplies and cables and adapters that are all making things and everything is a little out of spec. Is it the original spec that should have been tighter, so that because you know, again, you've seen it in every single twelve volt high power. You push it in, you could pull it out one to two millimeters, which can cause a problem under high loads. Should that have been accounted for? You know, you would you would hope so. So, I don't think. And again, let's let's also. Let's restate this, but it has been tested by people over and over and over again. That the actual connectors themselves electrically are up to snuff. People have tested this; many, many different people have tested it independently, and they could not melt them. So it does look like it's mostly from insertion. The question is, why the hell is the insertion the problem here? And I don't know what the answer is. More education, more people getting used to it. Is this uh, the example? Is when we move from pin grid array to LGA, people bent the hell out of their Intel boards. They kept bending them. They kept bending them. It took a long time for people to get used to it. Like, look, this thing is not like PGA. You just can't bend it back. You trash that whole board, right? These days, I think most people are pretty comfortable with it. You, people are still destroying them, but is it something we just have to get used to? The reality is push the 12-volt high-power cable in, pull it back to make sure it's locked, push it back in again to make sure it's fully seated. And you shouldn't be able to push it back in is the argument, but at the same time, as a use case, just push it back in, make sure it's seated. And by the way, you do all your cable management, make it look pretty and all that. Go back, check the 12-volt high power on the GPU, and if you have it on the power supply, make sure it's fully seated. In fact, check all of them, because as much as people say it never happened with 8-pin, 6-pin, it did actually happen rare cases, but usually mining. So very, very heavy use, and they'd melt them. So it, it did happen. But still, we don't really know what exactly is going on. Is it is it just tolerance slop? Is it you know bad manufacturing? Is it people that are are they wiggling out when they're being shipped? Is it people they're correcting wires or they're closing the doors and they push it out of? I don't know what's going on, but if you ask me, it's still something um, worth uh, following and looking at. In fact, I even updated my story after three months of going dormant because nobody cared about it. Now with the cable mods thing people are now paying attention again there was a power supply that one incident that power supply had a meltdown on the power supply end so it's definitely worth something paying attention to but again don't jump to conclusions remember 4090s came out they shipped uh, their estimate was 125,000 in the first month they had what 40 go bad or 40 melt We've obviously had 4090s now for six months now, and there's definitely more than 125,000 out there. So I don't know what it is, but people just need to be very, very mindful of it. Like, make sure the damn thing is fully inserted when you button that case up. I think that's the safest thing to do right now.
2: That seems, that seems still like a lot to ask because, like, if it is caused by something as simple as, uh, I put the door, sorry, the the side panels back on my PC, and that kind of jostled the cable a little, and that caused it to come out just enough to create the opportunity for problems. That that's like a, I think that's a quite a lot to ask of people to obsess over to make sure they don't accidentally melt something in their system. Yeah, I'm not oh. saying that is the case. I'm just saying without us knowing what that is, that just a little scary. Well, yeah. Also,
0: side note, <clears throat> there's probably so the thing is, I I don't think there's a one to one that if it is in, improperly inserted, it will melt. I, I don't think there I don't think anybody's saying it's a one to one. I bet there's plenty of forty nineties out there that have improper mm. insertion that aren't melting. So it's not like oh, if it's improperly inserting, no matter what, it's going to melt. So it's just like yeah, I, I th- there's there's still variables <laughs> trying to figure this out. Uh, you know, so it's I, I don't know. I mean, sh- should it have been a better design? I, who knows. Uh, I will say that Hardware Busters uh, put put a uh, had an article recently uh, about the the 12 volt high power connector melting on the PSU side. You can go read uh, that article. But at the end of it, uh, Eris says, uh, according to my sources, the PCIe Sig plans to take measures to ensure the proper connections for 12 volt high power connectors. Unfortunately, I cannot reveal more since I am not a leaker. But something is already in the works. So I'm sure I'm sure people are talking
1: about this and there will be more to come what that means we don't know right and is it a, is it a great design obviously it's it's not optimal and in the pc industry and most industries oftentimes you adopt a standard that is not the best one out there and it's adopted i don't think there's much that can be changed at this point they're going to probably you know it sounds like they're going to high power uh, 2.0 <laughs> i mean is it if they think it's problematic enough to change it the problem now, of course, is now you have the hundreds of thousands of people that have existing hardware. What do they do, right? And then it it creates its own problem because now it's like, well, you have this flawed design. Now, do we get the lawyers involved? The lawyers going to make this fun, and uh, I I don't know, but I I do think yeah, it ain't it ain't good. It's not perfect, but you know you have to. You also have to separate the. The anger anger theories from reality. And the reality is electrically it does work. Whether this is being whether the adapters and whether the cables are being built poorly or not, I, I don't know. But I who knows. Yeah, I know it kinda sucks. But at the same time, people are saying we should have stuck with eight pin six pin. I don't know. Because if you've looked at eight pin six pin to get six hundred watts, that is a hell of a lot of space. So, 12-volt high power is significantly smaller. It's more compact. Could it be better? Yeah, sure. Could certainly be better. So, I, I wouldn't say it was the wrong pursuit, but if you go back over the history of the PC, plenty of stupid-ass things have been, have been adopted that didn't work out to be the best. And then they run into the problems while you're there. So, I, it is worth paying attention to, and I think it's a real, very real issue. I would love to know what is going on with the cable mod thing because it is odd that it is all from one company. You know, I mean, they themselves are saying this. I'm not seeing reports, a lot of reports from power supply vendors, like people are posting pictures of their melted connectors elsewhere. It does make you wonder if they had some kind of... And they have said that most of them are insertion, and then some of them were actually manufacturing issues. But it is it is a little strange to see 20, 20 to 30 cases, if that. I don't know. Yeah, but, You know, again, you know, this is something where you... Everybody needs to pay attention to it, but just don't freak the hell out and don't don't just start screaming crazy things into the night too. So hopefully we push everybody to <laughs> to come up with a solution that works.
0: Yep. Uh, all right. A la- last fun question to to end on, or at least fun for me. A uh, friend of the show, old me Brian, said, um, "What's better, Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme?" I've never <laughs> tried Dunkin' because uh, before, but because the price is usually more than Krispy Kreme, I never bothered. Should I, Should I go out of my way to? To try Duncan. Wait, did we ask this last time? No, I don't no, think so. You were have about
2: coffee last time. Yeah, yeah, about yeah we're the talking donuts. About coffee. Yeah, I think the this question was born of the coffee discussion. Oh, okay.
1: I would say they're the same. Donuts? They're both fast food mass produced donuts. No, the donuts are way different. What? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one.
0: What, you're saying The that- actual donuts themselves. I'm not talking about the coffee.
1: No, the donuts are, are just, things. to me, but they're the same level of like, aren't they, they're just basically fast food donuts. Don't you think?
2: No, wow, that fighting not You're talking <laughs> Good, to a look, donut connoisseur kind of here.
0: Wait, wait, so wait. I mean, that's just like saying every car is the same because it has four wheels.
1: Well, you could argue, you know, a, a Toyota Corolla and a, whatever, a, a Honda Fit Civic. or Civic are like, eh, so, you know, it's, I mean, are you really going to like, you're gonna be like, yeah, I got this. No, you're not gonna. It's like it's a car it gets you to work. Well, that's a Civic, allegedly. Reliably-
0: just kidding. <laughs> Have
1: you, you know,
2: opinions on it, still, Gordon. I just no. Well, I'm just I,
0: thinking that uh- if if you had if you had two donuts side by side, oh boy, and tasted them without knowing which was which, I think you could tell that wow, one is from a different place than the other, definitely.
1: I think they're it's like arguing the difference between a a Big Mac and, and a Whopper. A Whopper. You
0: are you saying you couldn't take, tell the difference between a Big Mac and a Whopper?
1: What I'm saying is the level you just of said difference. That <laughs> no, the I level can, of
0: difference there's a di- there's a big difference. They're basically board. the same. There's a big difference. They're
1: essentially the same. They're basically fast food hamburgers, and those are fast food. No,
2: donuts. they're not the same, Gordon. They're not the
1: same. So,
2: yes, they're effectively okay, the same. Hold on, hold on.
0: Okay, no, I know what he's saying. He's saying that they're both fast food hamburgers. You're right. They are both fast food hamburgers. But if you if you had two of them in front and I told you and I didn't tell you which was which, you tasted both, you'd be able to tell the difference.
1: Yeah, I could tell the difference, (laughs) and could I tell the difference? It's like saying, "Which is better, red or blue?" There's like it doesn't matter to me. I don't give a damn because there's like the same. Okay, so you don't don't
0: care. That's that's the answer. Yeah, because they're both, but there is a difference.
1: They're both both schlocky
2: fast food donuts. Gordon is a snob.
1: That's why. What are you talking about? I actually eat Whoppers and Big Macs, so I'm not a fast food (laughs) snob. I'm saying I don't like, get like, oh, I'm not going to have my big man like, <laughs> D- Dufina, oh yeah, one is 1.88 <laughs> and this is 1.89. <laughs> it's like, it's like you have the Excel <laughs> scale set incorrectly where like it looks like there's like. <laughs> Uh, there's not a difference I, here.
0: IBFan814 says, does Gordon have taste buds? I know. There, I there's know,
1: no, there's, uh, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't, I just don't get, why get excited about it?
0: It's not like, Davina says, uh, Tuesday is the same as Wednesday, they're both days. That is true, actually. <laughs> What's the
1: difference? <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're not talking about like, oh, tell me the difference between a, like a Big Mac and, you know, some gourmet burger, right? Like a big huna burger that's different
2: gordon just doesn't want to answer the question
1: Yeah, I, I, okay because no. the, like i look if i took if i took okay, he would have neither if i took let me tell you about them what what the hell are the ones that and yes there are fancier the ones that us. are the ones that come out of the that people got crazy here crispy cream right that's where is that the one is that what we're talking about well Krispy Kreme versus duncan because yes. he didn't like to me you put them both in a box and sell them in a safe way or
2: it's like the same thing. It's like a fast. It's like oh my God. They're not the same thing. Gordon, you, just because you have two things that are in the same class of something doesn't he, make them the same.
0: I, just, I think he's saying he, he just can't tell the difference between the two and he doesn't have a
1: preference. They're so below me. Like even oh. getting hungry.
2: You just oh. said you were a snob. You just said you were a snob. You yep. absolutely you have well, yeah. no you, you know just I'm
1: just saying, there's just so like, who cares? It's just like it's, it's the most ridiculous argument in the world. It's like arguing what's better, this bad movie or that bad movie. Well, they both suck. So I mean, not, right. not going to get any well, better. Elena, is there one you would rather have? I
2: cannot actually answer this question because I have not had Dunkin' Donut oh, donuts haven't? before.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I, I will say I would prefer a Dunkin' Donut over a Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme is, is probably a more even donut. Like, I feel like there's twi- tighter qu- quality controls on on the Krispy Kreme. But oh. but the, the style of Dunkin' Donut is better, or uh, I prefer it. It's more cakey with the frosting having the major- majority of the sugar versus Krispy Kreme, which is just sugar all throughout, which I love sugar, but... <laughs> I, I like a little balance like
1: for the crispy cream it's got to be like if it's not warm
0: oh so, hot hot off the line that's when it's good it's crazy but
1: like you yeah. you drive down the block and like you know 30 minutes later it tastes like the Intamin donut you get at the at the store right and like it's like it's no difference
0: uh also retro sean I, here's here's i agree with him it's like uh it's cake versus pie two two different things in my mind
2: so interesting i didn't realize again because i haven't had Dunkin' donuts however i would say that i'm actually not a sweet donut person i i prefer i guess i don't know if it's technically a donut but that's what we call it in english but there's the the chinese donuts the the um they're like savory like you're meant to eat them with like a rice porridge i like those a lot even when they're cold they're still pretty good
1: those are good yeah I don't yeah.
0: I mean, but yes, I, I do agree with Gordon that they're not they're not my top ten donuts. They're not the donuts I would go to if I'm like, Oh, I we need a donut. I mean, unless it's the easiest option. Uh but yeah, like they're yeah. They're so. they're lower on the totem pole for sure, but there is a difference. There's
1: a difference. Uh, yeah, there's a difference. One is a Krispy Kreme, one is from Dunkin' Donuts. That's that's the difference.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I should try I should try this blind taste test. And you'd be like, Ah, that's the same that's the same donut.
1: <laughs> no, I get I mean I can tell the difference. I just don't think it's like it's ridiculous it's like it doesn't get any that much better it's like you're arguing like oh this is like so much better i think is coming from
2: the person who's like yeah let's talk about in detail i've got like 15 charts just for starters <laughs> yeah. so that we can talk about this one laptop chip that has 10 cores versus this other laptop chip in the same class that has eight cores <laughs> Yeah, but I've yeah. got thirty more charts though. <laughs> if we have time for it,
1: and there's an argument for the average person, it doesn't matter, right? Like, frankly, <laughs> they just buy whatever they want. But there is definitely a difference now. A if donut I'm,
0: burger. Now a donut burger.
1: If you're <laughs> oh, trying to explain boy. somebody which donut to buy, are you going to get all like I, I don't know? It just I'd, I'd say the
0: easiest donut is the best donut. In my
1: mind, <laughs> I just think it's because sometimes
0: you know. I, I what's what are the, what are the pack that you get the the little white cake donuts you know the entaman brands
1: yeah the only oh, hostess
0: hostess hostess you know what they are by no way the best donuts at all you like, i'd call that poo boy like close to cardboard the taste of but you know what if it's right there and i'm like mm, i feel like a donut okay I'll, I'll eat one
1: that's for damn sure
2: also known as desperation my friend <laughs> yeah. but
1: I, that's what i'm saying is like it's it, like this. i'm sorry that <laughs> there isn't like there's nothing special about Krispy Kreme or or Dunkin' Donuts necessarily. It's not like again. It's like there's nothing special about a Big Mac or Whopper. But sometimes you want a Whopper. Sometimes you want a Big Mac. It's oh, you know. Oh like,
0: man, I got I got to make a poll. Good. Uh, thank you, uh, Davina. That's should uh, we should make a poll. Also, it's a difference. Somebody had asked this before. Oh, I can't remember who had asked this before. Like the because there's a difference between uh, yeast uh, donut and a um. God, I can't find it. Right. Donut Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, which donut do you like more? Uh, Krispy Kreme. I'm just going to abbreviate him. KK for Krispy Kreme. DK for Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know why. Oh, I should have said DD. Duh. God. Anyway. I'm hungry. Uh, and Mr. Self-Improvement says as somebody from the Southeast, home of Krispy Kreme, I vastly prefer... Uh, the filled crispy donuts, crispy cream are glazed and filled with, uh, with donuts while Dunkin' are cake donuts. That That's for the layman. That's, that's the difference. One, one is more cakey. One is more like, like yeasty and, uh, I'm sorry, not yeasty, uh, sugary, creamy.
1: Well, let me tell you the big Mac Sugar. has, um, <clears throat> two special all sausage, two all sausage beef patties, uh, three buns, special sauce
0: yeah uh oh man wow Eskimo monster says that they are forty eight and they've never had a donut wow,
2: wow, that's
0: pretty good keep going, you know i Do guess they
2: if, are they just not common in your deck of the woods
0: yeah i w- i would love to to hear why it says no regrets uh, i will, you know what if, since we're all all here uh i'm forty one and I've never been on a roller coaster no regrets what I, are you serious yeah, no regrets
2: but you don't like roller coasters, right? Like you're not I mean, I've interested. never been on
0: one, so I can't necessarily say like yes or no, but the idea so of it fun. it does not appeal to me. So Oh, I love yeah.
2: it. I know there's like it's very polarizing. Some people are very like, I don't want my feet off the ground. I love roller coasters.
0: So yeah, maybe maybe that's uh monster's feeling. Uh, let us know. Anyway, the, the poll at forty six votes, we gotta get out of here. Uh which donut do you like more? Krispy Kreme is leading with sixty seven percent, where Dunkin' Donuts is thirty two percent.
2: Oh wow. That's and which do you say is better?
0: I, I like Dunkin' Donut better. Yeah, uh. but it, it's not. It's not a fifty-fifty split. It's not like people are like, eh, whatever. Same thing. Oh man, Sweet. I should have put a third option. Same
1: thing. Well, oh, two two-thirds are right, right. 2 favor front. the the Krispy Kreme. Yeah. And again, Krispy Kreme when it's like warm is pretty good. But I swear to God, once it's cold, it is no difference than it than the Intamin donut that right. you get. Krispy Kreme or or Hostess pie,
0: Dunkin' Donut. Or
2: wow.
1: I'm going to put a third
0: option for the same.
2: Sid lives as bringing out the other hard question, which is KFC versus Popeyes.
1: Oh, Popeyes. Oh, I KFCs. know. It de- I had somebody
2: who said like, no way KFC. And I was like, you must have had way better KFC franchises in your neck of the woods because here it's just like definitively Popeyes.
0: I mean, uh, 100% it always depends on the story you go to <laughs> That's for damn sure. Uh, I th- I mean for the the chicken sandwich definitely Popeyes, but for the actual chicken itself I'd probably prefer uh, KFC. You
1: know the original is
0: good sometimes. It's just it, you know it is what it is right. It's like a Big Mac. It is what it is. It's not yeah. the best burger, but it, it, if you have that if you have that yearning for you know a Big Mac, there's nothing else that can satisfy that.
1: Yeah, there's sometimes you have to have it. It's like something they built into your DNA at this point.
0: All right, you know what we need to turn this off i think people i think people are just effing with me now why we, we got votes i put Krispy cream dunkin donuts and the third option is the same 26 percent, 27 percent of the people say it's the same you know what i'm gonna end this stream right get gordon out <laughs> here. I'm, I'm done i'm done i'm i'm spent
1: check back next week for your fix-up pc talk on the full nerd for audio listeners subscribe to us on itunes google play spotify or stitcher and if you're on one of those services please leave a review every time you do Someone decides that fast food donuts are no different. <laughs> same questions and comments to the folder at pizza uh, Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Laney.
2: I am firmly team Popeyes.
1: And Adam Patrick Murray doesn't uh, understand that fast food donuts are all the same. You're right. I'm going to turn this bus around. Uh, you kids, <laughs> shut up back there, will you? <laughs> <laughs>